<laughs> we never had a proper send in. Did you want to send us into the previous episode before sending us into the current episode? Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. We've been recording for like five minutes now. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Marvel Superheroes Podcast. I'm a, legal, I'm a legal machine, and with me is Diablo Frank and Mr. Bear. And today we're going to talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, among other things, and Moon Knight and uh, Man's Man Thing, and what else did we talk about? I, uh, Inhumans. Inhumans. Good lord. <laughs> All right, let's go. Following program has adult language and plenty of spoilers. Listener, be advised. What is our experience with Man Thing? Mac, have you ever read a Man Thing comic book in your entire life? Or a story I, that even features him? Surely I have. And you know who it is when I bring him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the the things hanging from his face, right? <laughs> He's got the fucked up face. Yeah. Uh, but can you, like, you, have, do you know, what can you tell me about that character just in general? Because you're, you're a lifelong Marvel fan, but that doesn't mean you know everything about everybody. I've got a Shadows. The, remember they were doing Shadows and Light? The black sure. and white comics? Yeah, yeah. There's a Man Thing in there. They, they, they were ripping think, off. Did Bernie Wrightson do it or somebody like that? I would hope not, or, he writes and maybe Jim Starlin Starlin or something. Or somebody? I think Starlin did one, a man thing one. Did he? I know he did a Doctor Strange one for Shadows and Light, but Shadows and Light didn't run long. That was like four issues, right? Yeah. You sure it wasn't like a Liam Sharp or really it might have been Liam Sharp. Okay, because he had also done a run. It was one of those guys. A, a very brief run with J.M. DeMatteis uh, on Man Thing for some anthology book, a horror anthology. I think it was him and Werewolf by Night. But anyway, so you read a short story about the character. What can you tell me about him though? What's his secret identity? Like, like, How do you're you not going No color at all in the whole book. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely a black and white anthology. I think it was in a swamp. That's it. That's all you got. That's all I got. All those years of reading comic books, and man, thing is just like nothing. Just completely flew under your I radar. No, it's not nothing. I gave you something. <laughs> But that's just, it's not much. But so what happened in the story? You gave me nothing. Probably you gave me nothing. Humidity. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. Fix-It, particularly since this is all your fault. So, what can you tell me about your comic reading experience with Man-Thing? Didn't he Besides, the X-Men one time? He might have. I, I have a or you, vivid... Oh, wait, you're thinking of Krakoa, aren't you? No, I have... The a, Living Island? No, 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 no. I have a vivid memory of Man-Thing, like, on fire or something. Okay. A Cyclops blasted him. Hmm, okay. Maybe, could, maybe. It sounds... <sighs> We don't like Cockrum Run or something like Second Cockrum Run maybe. I don't remember. I, 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 he made some appearances with Howard the Duck, didn't he? Uh, Howard the Duck debuted in Man Thing comic books. Okay, I kind of remember that because uh, my uncle was a huge Howard the Duck fan back in the day, mm-hmm. and I remember him having those books. Um, I remember looking at Man Thing and thinking, "Oh wow, that's a cooler Swamp Thing." Um, and I was now, now, and you thought this in like the early nineties or so? Yeah. Well, I, I honestly, I always liked the look of Man Thing. I like mm-hmm. Swamp Thing, but I've always liked the look of Man Thing. People don't know what he looks like. Can you describe him right quick? Um, so he has big red eyes. He has almost like a trunk-looking root, mm-hmm. like a dick root. I've heard. I've heard him referred to. I don't think it's the dick root of a trunk. Uh, I think it's just more of a dick. Um, he's Mr. Snuffleupagus, like nightmare fuel, Mr. Snuffleupagus. But he's, he's, he's yeah. covered in moss and green, and never speaks. And and I, I know we discussed earlier. If he touches you, you burn. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if anyone who knows fear burns at the man things touch. That's yeah. correct. Um, but where did you initially encounter him besides the Howard the Duck? Because you would, I don't think, I don't know if Man Thing ever appeared in Howard the Duck, but Howard the Duck debuted in Man Thing comics. So do you think that you had, that your uncle 
had those very early appearances. It, it could have. Val Mayer, I think, drew. I, it could have. I just remember seeing him and thinking he looked really interesting. And he would always pop up in books in the background. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, he did speak. I, I always love the fact that he, he's kind of like, almost like the Hulk, where the Hulk is uh, his rage manifested. Where the, the man thing, my understanding is he's not good. He's not bad. He's just there. Yeah. And so he just kind of floats through the universe. He's not a bad guy, but he'll hurt you. But he's not a good guy unless he likes you. So, I mean. I don't know that there's a like factor, really. Well, my understanding is he has like no emotion. It's almost like he's a fucking houseplant. Something like that. Yeah. So, Mac. But, I, wait, doesn't he feed off of emotion, though? I don't think so. Oh. Not, Marv I, Wolfman and Liam Sharp did the short story for uh, okay. Shadows and Light Number 2, 1998. I'm, this is off from memory. Not oh, from, yeah. You didn't just Google that it at all. It just no. hit me. So, Mac, I know you know the story about the creation of Man Thing because everybody knows the story. Well, What's the story? Oh, I, let, let's see if he's no, got no, it first. No, I don't remember. I know that there is a thing. There's, okay, well, okay, so okay. you go ahead. So, from my understanding, Swamp Thing and. Well, hold on. Okay. So, Man Thing and Swamp Thing both came out the same year. Within, I think, weeks of, of each, each other. other. I think yes, and they their creators both lived together. I believe that was it, Lin Wein. Like, yeah, they were roommates. And it was was the creator of I, I think was Swamp it Lin Wein. Yeah, he he created Swamp Thing. Right, and then and uh, was and it was Marv Wolfman. Was no, it Marv Wolfman or no, no, who, who, who no, came no, up the, with Man the Thing? The creator was uh, Man Thing. Was uh, Tony Isabella? No. Um. Uh. Gu- Gu- no, um. Gubert. No. Uh, Steve Gerber. Yes, Steve Gerber. Steve Gerber. Okay. And my understanding was they were both roommates, and they both created these characters the same year, back to back. And there is the but supposedly independent of one another yes well the thing no, that, no one thinks that the other cop the idea from them well the thing i read was that they that there was a there's the there's always a controversy of who came first and who's a copy of who right well and also they're both technically copies and they both almost have the exact same uh or yeah and they both have the surname thing uh sure. yeah uh they're they're and they're both knockoffs themselves though you had the 1940s character the heap that was i believe a hillman group a character uh and when oh, tom mcfarlane bought the eclipse properties he got uh. the rights to some of the heap stuff but that all got messed up so I'm not sure but the heap does turn up in spawn comics at some points but I think it's technically a public domain character at this point uh, but they're all swamp monsters muck monsters mm-hmm. and you could kind of throw in like guys like Solomon Grundy in the mix as well but yeah I, you know at DC the dude is Alec Holland and Marvel the dude was Ted Salas mm-hmm. I think they're both scientists they both run afoul of some evil group well, Sarah, and know, they, they both get blown up after being exposed well, to Man was he, he was trying to recreate Captain America's serum wasn't he was it, it? yeah my understanding is he was trying to MCU recreate fucking ran wild with that shit without ever giving acknowledgement to man thing didn't well, they well he he tried to recreate it he was he was being hunted by spies so he injected himself with it so that he could they wouldn't get it he destroyed his notes he was on the run he crashed landed in a swamp and the super serum that wasn't the same as caps mixed with the swamp created him mm-hmm. from my understanding and then so basically uh, the abomination of the movies ripped his shit off pretty much yeah yeah this, you guys are talking about bullshit oh well, yeah that's not what wikipedia says it's an unimpeachable source but if you'd like to educate us now that okay uh, i do not claim any great expertise with man thing. Uh, it just says that uh, it was created by Stanley, who came up with the name. Uh, Roy Thomas, Jerry Conway, and uh, Gray Morrow. Okay, I could have swore it was someone else that created him. And that Steve Gerber's 39-issue run on the series is considered to be a cult classic. Well, maybe that's for... I mean, could have got that mixed up. Because I do want... I do want... I was telling Frank here, I want to go back and read that, though. Well, uh, and I can tell you a little bit of my personal experience with... Oh, well, okay, well, here's a quote from, from Roy Thomas. Sure, go for it. He says, Lee called me in. It would have been late 70s, early 71. He had a couple of sentences or so for the concept. I think it was mainly a notion of a guy working on some experimental drug or something for the government, being accosted by spies and getting fused with the swamp so that he becomes this creature. The creature itself sounds a lot like the heap, but neither of us mentioned the character at the time. I didn't care much for the name Man-Thing because we already had the Thing from the Fantastic Four. I thought it would be confusing to have another one called Man-Thing. Okay. I don't know. My experience with the character... 
Hey, uh, Diablo Frank, what's your experience with the character? Buying comic books from the flea market in the early 80s. I came across this one issue. I think it's Marvel Spotlight. Uh, and the characters only got together for one story. And the, the title for that particular issue was The Legion of Monsters. And the team consisted of Ghost Rider, Werewolf by Night, Morbius the Living Vampire, and The Man-Thing. And so I believe, to my knowledge, that was my introduction to all four of those characters. Probably. Maybe not Morbius, but the rest of them, pretty confident that was the case. And the, the story in Legion of Monsters was that basically it was like, I think it was kind of a knockoff to some degree or, or a variation on a, on one of the last Stranko Nick Fury tale from Strange Tales. The one where the alien comes down and is offering people all kinds of great shit, but it turns out he's a giant insect and he couldn't be trusted, but the world ends up dying anyway. And Nick Fury's trying to stop him when he realizes that he's a bug, bug monster, right? Well, in this case, this and the guy presents himself as always like a Greco-Roman god, basically, but he's supposed to be an alien. Well, same basically scenario same looking guy but in this particular instance the alien dude was on the level and he did want to bring about a paradise and he did briefly uh, cure all the monsters of their ailments that turned them into monsters but the monsters inside them wouldn't let them believe it and so they end up attacking and killing the alien they, they revert back to being monsters and they all go their separate ways and at, in the process of killing this alien god dude they show all their powers including man things causing the burning of the touch yeah I would come across man thing here and there you know like I'd read some Howard the Duck comics and they'd reference that. His thing, like you say, he really doesn't have emotions. He just sort of like wanders around. He is a premise around which stories are, are based. So like you take Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing was actually like kind of a Frankensteinian creature when he first was created by Lynn Ween, where he's not an intentional monster. He doesn't mean anybody harm, but because he looks scary, people freak out and he has to deal with the consequences of everybody freaking out because nobody can just let him be and he keeps running into people. And he got a chick or not? He got a chick. So it's kind of like Beauty and the Beast too. There's definitely an element of that, yeah. yeah. More so in the second series of the 80s. I don't... Well, when when uh, Alan Moore wrote him, right? He became more of like a part of the green. Well, I, I think... Wasn't Abigail Arcane already created by, before Alan Moore came so, along, yeah. though? Yeah. Because you gotta remember, they had the Lynn Ween, Bernie Wrights and stuff, the classic stuff, whereas much more like a, a, a of a horror... Not a horror... A horror adventure series, I guess you could say. Um, more in the realm of like the Universal Monsters type stuff. A lot of muck monster versus other kind of monster stuff. But when Ween and Wrightson left the book, which was fairly early on, then they kind of went through round robin stuff they had crap where he's like teaming up with the challenges of the known shit and so the book tanks fairly early on before like the second year I think and then they did a revival in the early 80s with uh, Tom Yates and I think Carrie Bates maybe that's the one I read I bought that first issue or fought the first couple and they launched that series probably because they were going to try to ride the coattails of the Wes Craven movie because they actually had movie covers at the same time I remember they, they had an ad for the movie in the first issue but Swamp Thing of course he talks he talks very slowly but he does talk he definitely is a, he's a human who's been turned into a swamp monster where man thing is more of a swamp monster that at some point was a human being right mm -hmm. and really the, the the stories about swamp thing were about the swamp thing and the adventures he's having the whole time always sometimes they got bigger and more involved and more literate like when Alan Moore was doing it but the stories were still about Alec Holland or the swamp thing the swamp elemental about the character where man thing is a device who just sort of walks into other people's stories and and is a, is a catalyst to the stuff that happens to them and like you said it's Steve Gerber so Steve Gerber's a guy who's really big on that kind of EC irony and also likes to do philosophical stuff and kind of get meta with it sometimes and so Man Thing was more of a weird book and more of a plot driven book and more single issue story driven right um, but I always thought he looked kind of goofy and he never got drawn by Bernie Wrightson and I was never as into Mike Klug as I was Bernie Wrightson so he's just not my kind of guy and I've never felt a real desire to read his stuff but people like his stuff and they even did a power record I think Power Records presents Man Thing in Night of the Laughing Dead 
they did at some point one of the key man thing stories and it's like wow that was fucked up they shouldn't have done that because that's a really dark horrifying story so you might actually like man thing i know you love swamp thing yeah well the, um, thing, the man thing i i kind of got into was whenever he was on thunderbolts and they kind of used him as a almost like a, a gateway type character from the x-men where he was teleporting them to different like locations and he would just he was like in this tank full of water and swamp moss and shit and he just sat there and they're like hey we need to go here and he, uh he would open a portal and they would go there and didn't talk didn't really interact he was just from what i can remember that that run of he, was like, he was like lockjaw from <laughs> pretty much yeah he was a version of lockjaw but i remember thinking like that's so fucking cool like well, do you understand how howard the duck came in do all that stuff no okay so didn't we do this episode already things got maybe we touched on a little in howard the duck things got cosmic in man thing stories well before they got cosmic in swamp thing stories swamp thing stuff was fairly grounded no pun intended for a long time Hey-o. man thing became i think it's called the defender of the nexus of realities oh yeah like and oh, so yeah, basically right. his the swamp was this place where people from all sorts of different dimensions came in and at one point they had a protracted adventure where they had like a barbarian character and like a sorceress character who's popped up and stuff over the years jennifer something the blonde haired lady no nobody no. else well one of the guys they ran into was howard the duck and this character was supposed to just kind of you know be a goof and they they got some uh negative response from disney and so they just sort of like had him fall off of a ledge in the multiverse or the next of realities with the intention of like not doing anything with that character again but then the fans were like we love that guy we want to see more howard the duck and so they brought him back but eventually they had trouble with disney and they had to tweak the character to make him less like daffy duck so they didn't have any trouble with disney well now that disney wait, wait, owns so, both now they can okay. have them thank you so thank you for saying that you're not saying that a problem with disney isn't like as disney owned marvel and had a problem with howard the duck you're saying disney owns donald duck marvel had howard the duck and they were getting mad this is pre decades okay. before thank yeah. you yeah sorry i should thank be clear on that so yeah so it, it's funny because he was getting, just talking thunderbolts right so i it was like is this something that happened right 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 so you know th- this is the stuff from back in the 70s okay the from when howard the duck literally first howard appeared. the duck was introduced to be a man thing character yeah. yeah um and of course obligatory joke giant size man thing haha moving on um so having established that and establishing that there is a weird sort of tie-in to man thing and the whole marvel multiverse thing that we're going through in phase four mr fix had decided he was going to up and watch the 2005 motion picture yep in the deep swamp where the mangrove trees grow close together and the rays of the sun are never seen. My people call this place the dark water. It is here that the spirit of the swamp lives. Now the swamp cries out a warning. A time of retribution is here. Carl Williams, the new sheriff. What brings you here? Oh, my God. It's a lot of missing persons for a small town. We know nothing about power. It is full of magic, both light and dark. You really believe in all this? Our most powerful guardian spirit lives in the dark water. What the hell happened to you? Go home, or you will die. Yeah. 
stand against it alone. Now, what do you know about the production of that movie? Well, hold on, hold on. So, I was watching some stupid video <laughs> that said, make sure to watch all the horror movies that are going to be in Doctor Strange. Or, or might be reflected or in might the Batman. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm thinking horror movies. The only one I knew of was Blade. And I'm like, okay, Blade. And I forgot that Man-Thing was a Marvel property that they made a movie. So, I'm sitting there. I'm like, huh, I wonder where I could watch it. And some guy following YouTube just loves throwing weird shit up there. Had the movie up there. Oh, no under, shit. under a weird title. It wasn't Man-Thing. It was like, love that thing or some weird weird title like this i'm like fuck it, i'm gonna watch it yeah, just so. for the record it, it's also free on tubi oh is it with uh, with a bunch of washington mutual not washington don't. mutual uh what is it liberty mutual <laughs> liberty 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 fucking i hate that fucking company hate i will never buy anything from that company because i hate those commercials so much and they're so oppressive I, I hate the fact they use emu emu oh, i hate yeah see i can deal with the stupid i, I like that he drives a he drives an old plymouth valiant i think it's yeah. cool I, I can deal you with would. the horrible yeah. fucking dock one or he has that but the emu, yeah yeah oh god you know he i don't care he molest that bird. Right? You, well, that <laughs> absolutely molest. Oh, he's fucking that bird. Oh, he's fucking that bird. He's always fucking that bird. Oh, he's fucking that. That's why he, that bird's. He's trying to do sabotage too. He's trying hey, to do beasties. He looks at that bird and go, "What that neck do? <laughs> go, go, go. Hey, what, hey, what that neck? I'm gonna hit some feather. Maybe he's like a John Holmes motherfucker. He needs all that neck. Oh, that. Oh, I mean, oh. that was the joke. You know, what were we talking about? I have no idea. It, it, it was, you could have watched it on some fucking weird, let's, real. Let's get it back on topic and talk about man things. Okay, so we were talking about man thing. Um, with the dick, with the dick root, with the dick root. Point being. Is you could have stayed off the dark web and just watched it on wow. fucking TV. Anyway, I watched it on TV. on YouTube. It was not fucking the dark web. I mean, it's not like I'm. I, I'm just teasing. So anyway, so I start watching the movie. Um, production wise, it's horrible. Acting, is that bad? No, hold on, hold on. No. Acting is fucking god awful. But when he shows up, pretty fucking cool. I, I like man. I thought he looked pretty fucking cool. It was pretty pretty gruesome too for a, a movie. It was definitely. I mean, it was all definitely horror. Like well, and you, I, some, I, I, a lot of impale, impalements. But. You saw them titties too, right? Well, Did you get some kind of fucked up edited version? I kind of had this in the background, so I would stop. You, you saw her she thangs and man thing. Yeah, I guess I don't. The, the, the whole movie starts pull on Friday the Thirteenth. Oh yeah, early eighties the, bullshit. The, they're making out and the blood. That chick gets splattered in mud. And the one that goes or blood, in blood. Yeah, and she goes her, all fucking yeah. nuts. She like loses. Now, her mind. That, that's the only titties you get in the movie, except no. for I mean, you get some guy tits, but you know what I mean. But yeah, they were they were definitely letting you know this is an R rated movie right up front. Yeah. I what thought, year was this? Two thousand five. Like, yeah. Really? Yep. And I remember hearing about it on Sci Fi Channel. Well, it, it, it ended up being a sci-fi premiere motion picture in the United States. You think they show titties? They might have. You, no. you, can, you can no. You can show no. titties on basic tape cable in two thousand five. Yes, you can. You can. It's just that you have to put all kinds of special precautions and shit. And they, they cut it then. Yeah. Maybe maybe if they were doing because I don't even know what they were doing the air it after. Nah, maybe they were at least uh, for like language. Remember language after midnight on like yeah, Adult got, Swim? Got a little yeah. salty after midnight. Yeah. But I don't know if they were showing them torts. Straight up titties. You could probably blur them. You know. I mean, they, they, I'm sure they showed all the gore essentially. The gore. Probably. All right, anyway, go. Keep I, going. So I watched the film. Keep it moving. I kept thinking, well, it'll be pretty awesome. And Doctor Strange of Man Thing pops up. That'd be kind of neat because he already popped up in Ragnarok. So I was like, I kind of want Man Thing was in Ragnarok. Yeah. Remember whenever they're going to the stadium and they have the statues oh, of the yeah. different faces? Yeah, yeah. With better Ray Bill. Yep. Yeah, I remember yeah. sitting. I was like, oh, Man Thing. That's cool. I don't know why I'm a Man Thing fan because I don't. I don't know if you are a Man Thing. Fan. I, I think you're Man Thing curious. <laughs> You know what? That actually describes it like a man. You, you're into man thing without like you know you're you're on the man thing periphery and you're but you're downer. You're down to man thing if it were to come up. If the opportunity arose, you wouldn't say no. 
So, yeah, well, what do you know about the production of the movie? Uh, nothing really. Okay. I mean, I just, so, you know, you know, Marvel had the bankruptcy. Well, they had bad accents. Uh, they weren't all Americans, right? <laughs> there were virtually no Americans in that movie. Okay, I was like, yeah. this, there was some, I'm like, that does not sound Southern. It's supposed to be in the South, right? Oh, yeah, it's supposed to be the deep South. The deep, okay, cause like, ridiculous cause, Southern accent cause style. kind yes. of in the deep South, and I'm like, I never heard anyone sign up. Well, I will I say that under, under normal circumstances, there's a lot of, of connection between Southern accents and Australian accents, but they didn't find the Australians that could do a good Southern accent. Let me Crocky, y'all. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of famous Aussies can do pretty good American accents. I think that Aussies are better at American accents in general. Let's go deal to the parish. <laughs> Have you not seen Mad Max Beyond hey, Thunderdome? Like, how weird is it to hear Nicole Kidman speak with her native accent, for instance? It like fucks you up because you're like, oh shit, she's Australian. I forgot. You know? You don't even fucking, she, you, she's no. I think you're giving her a little too much credit. Yeah. She's like Mel Gibson hey, where every Na- now and then Mel Gibson okay, will Naomi slip it Naomi Watts. Up. Do you remember most of the time the Naomi Watts is Australian? Uh, right. Um, oh, no, no, no. Uh, Paul Hogan? <laughs> you don't forget the Paul. Paul Hogan cannot lose the accent. Paul <laughs> wait, Hogan is Hulk, a commercial hey, actor Hulk who's got in the movie. Hey. Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan? Huh? Hulk Hogan? No. Uh, no, what's uh, what's the... Uh, uh, who was the first... Hugh Jackman? Uh, who's, no, no, no. Yeah, well, Hugh Jackman's one. He uh, he does it a little bit too every now and then. Who's the first Hulk? Eric Bana? Isn't sure. he? Isn't yeah, he yeah, I'll see. Yeah. Oh, is he? I don't know. And then uh, um, Chris Hemsworth, obviously. Yeah. I, you know, he basically speaks Australian as Thor now, but when he's not speaking Australian, I don't really pick up on it. But Oz washing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so what had happened was Marvel went through the bankruptcy and Marvel had prostituted all their, their big stuff out there with shitty deals, with horrible contractual uh, terms like, you get the Spider-Man character. All the Spider-Man characters, you can make the movies up. Just give us money, please, because we're poor. In perpetuity. Yeah. So they didn't have the best stuff left over. And then they cut a deal with Lionsgate. Or actually what they did is they cut a deal with Artisan to show how fucking down Artisan. the, the t- temple was. Artisan went out of business or they merged with Lionsgate or some shit. That's how we ultimately ended up with shit like Punisher Warzone and stuff. Fucking love it. Anyway, but that's how you ended up with all these weird R-rated things that you're like, they were trying to do like Blade again, uh, but they had to go with like lower tier characters as a result of that. And so Lionsgate, I think it was Lionsgate, ran off to Australia to make the Man-Thing movie. And I think Avi Arad said- Lionsgate? Yeah. Made Man-Thing. Or Artisan. Artisan Entertainment or Lionsgate. I'm not sure what point the, the who owned what. But anyway, they, they fucked off to Australia with like five to seven million dollars to make this thing. I thought it was more. No, it was like five to seven and a half million from what I understand. No, no, five to seven and a half million. So Avi Arad basically said, look, they went down to Australia. They're working on it. We could not get to Australia. We could not micro... He literally said micromanage. We could not micromanage that. We could not keep it... We didn't keep good tabs on that because they're all the way over there. And I think there's some other stuff going on. I think there was a writer's strike or something in the United States and shit. And so they just... They were hands off on that. And then when it came back, they were like, oh shit, we didn't want that to happen. And of course, it didn't take very much from the comic books. And it's mostly just like Swamp Monster Kills People's Story became what it became. So, do you want to tell the basic plot right quick? Is there really that much to go into? Or do you mostly just like, huh? We can speed it up. Let's speed this up. Okay. Short version. It's a rural southern town where the town's owned by a bad dude who wants to do all his industrial bullshit. Drilling oil or something. Drilling oil and shit. And he goes goes to the dark swamp where Indian is at. Yeah, the Indian Nate. He awakens the man thing. Except this one wasn't man thing. He wasn't a scientist. (laughs) No, I think he was actually a Native American mystic or something. And And so man thing is basically being very unhero like and just killing everybody left and right. Yeah, you got the one shaman that tries to stop him and he gets killed too. Yeah. And uh, you get so those kinda... few seconds of CGI where he's got all these tendrils coming out and stabbing people all over the place and stuff. Yeah. They had some really good fake bodies in the mix too. I thought it had a cool design. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was just, like you said, the, the acting serviceable at best, the directing, it's okay. Didn't it's, you? Weren't you the 
one that told me it was aggressively bad? No, what I said was it was dull. Oh. It, it was so dull that I couldn't just sit there and watch it. I had to go do other dull. stuff. It was aggressively dull. Um, yeah, the actors weren't terrible, but none of them had a character to play. So they just like went through these rote lines. And then you have like a really nice body, like creature body effect or a corpse yeah, effect thought, or something. The, I thought the practical effect. And, and did you recognize the blonde girl too? No. Patsy, Patsy Walker. That's uh, Rachel Taylor from Jessica Jones. Oh, okay. So she she's she has multiple, like Chris Evans, she's one of those few actors that plays multiple characters across Marvel films. So we, we did that. So that was Man-Thing. Now, in humans. I've been looking for you. What are we? What if I told you there's a place where people have powers like us? The city of Adelaide. And I can take you there. We're in humans. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. Thinking I can see through this, see what's behind. Brother, sooner or later the humans are going to find us. Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying. Their first course of action will be to try to destroy us. Run! human after all we need to go to earth now we need to strike first it would only lead to war are you speaking for yourself or for our king you should have known this day was coming are we supposed to follow our king and remain as silent as he is We need to go to Earth now. We've been hiding here too long. Let's go to our rightful home. If we were on Earth, we would have a glorious planet to live on, thrive on. You're talking about betraying your brother. You're talking about treason. You're blind to his intentions. Right or wrong, he's dangerous. What I'm talking about is freedom. Freedom for all inhumans. Are you going to use your voice to kill your only brother? First things first, I'm gonna say all the words inside my head. Esteemed members of the royal family, blessed are we to witness Terra Genesis, sacred touchstone of our civilization. You may step out and fully reveal yourselves. We are inhumans. We are defined by change. The days of Black Bull, they're coming to an end. We're here under the order of King Maximus. What has the king ordered you to do? Capture or kill. Your choice. I love choices. Should never have given me a choice. Honor me as your new king. You must escape now. Black Bolt, something's happening. We have to get to Earth. Stop it! We will not let anything stop us because nothing can keep us from being free. Things are changing, and they're not going back. 
do we have any experience with the Hewn Humans? Now, Mac? I read the Jay Lee series. You read the, the Marvel Knights stuff? Yeah, I read yeah, that yeah. as well. I remember having some of the old, like, 60s shit. Because I always thought Lockjaw was... Well, just... Neil Adams did that for a little bit. Did you have any of the Neil Adams Amazing Adventure stuff? Or are you more like the Jack Kirby stuff? Neil Adams stuff. I, I just remember seeing Lockjaw and thinking, why do they have a giant dog with a wishbone on his head? Right. And that was it. Yeah, and then she, Crystal and Lockjaw were in a lot of that... Uh, oh, I do uh, remember Crystal popping up in the jacket, Fantastic Four stuff. Fantastic like Four stuff, all the, uh, the bomber, bomber Jacket, bomber jacket Avenger stuff. Yeah. I don't remember Lockjaw so much, but definitely Crystal yeah, and Lockjaw Cersei. was there. And it, what was the name of the, the, the cousin with the goat feet? That was Gorgon. Gorgon. I, I remember thinking he was kind of Shout cool. out Gorgon. Karnak. Mm-hmm. Shout out Karnak. Yeah. Um, now, Mac, you probably missed the... Oh, and then also the Quicksilver series. Yeah. Oh, and you have a lot of exposure to Quicksilver, but Quicksilver is a mutant right. who hung out and got married into the Inhumans. Right. And yeah. in the miniseries, he spent some of his time with... He actually had a... 15... There's a real great scene, real great scene in that. That was a John Ostrander series, I think. Feral, uh, Pasquale, Fairy yes, Art. Yes, you're yeah. correct. There's a really great scene where he's there and he's like, because he's basically meeting his girlfriend's parents and stuff, whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like trying to keep it cool. And he doesn't really, because he's a speedster, and he's like trying to keep it cool so cool that he actually like eats all of his food before anybody else is even like taking a single bite because he's a speedster. And he's like all awkward because he ate all of his food, and everybody's like, he was trying to not be awkward, and then he ate all the food and was like, uh oh, what <laughs> do I do now? Now I got to sit here for. Anyway, fun. I like yeah. it when they mix the human elements. In. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck you guys. All right, keep going. <laughs> and and fix it besides the Jay Lee and Paul Jenkins. Probably we should mention the writer too. Did you like? Did you did you ever actually like those characters besides Adam the Marvel Knights? I always thought Black Bolt was kind of cool, mm-hmm. and I like this power. Uh, He's one of those guys who's kind of a stealth powerhouse. People don't really regard him that much. Or that, didn't that, no, much but unfortunately, that's like what he's known for. The only thing he's known for is that he's like a stealth powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I uh, just to kind of bring it up fat further up ahead, but I, I liked it in uh, World War Hulk where the Hulk was using him like a fucking gun, like mm-hmm. holding him by the back of his head and making him scream so he would use his weapon against people i you know that's just fucking cool but anyway um <laughs> especially if you're a hulk fan yeah big time if you're a black bolt fan you hold like, so like a pez dispenser yeah, and make him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but besides that i mean i remember the tv the tv show came out and i think i lasted two episodes and i've never finished watching it oh you see so you only made it through the first two yeah i made it through the first two and you remember the whole big thing where like the, we're gonna put it in IMAX where, where, where's the one where she got her hair all cut off first one okay so i only made it through the first one i yeah. thought it was is that the one where Black Bolt's like on the street and there's cars, like police cars around him? I don't, it was within the two episodes, okay. yeah. Because I'll, I'll be honest with and, you. I, and I was super pumped because I was at the time watching uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, well, you know, they, they didn't they do spend too most bad. of the third season building up the Inhumans. Well, yeah, and I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't fantastic great, but it was good. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was a good TV show. So I was thinking, okay, I mean, if they, they might be able to pull it off. Well, remember they kept talking might. about having the Inhumans in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it was going to be this big Game of Thrones kind of thing? It was yeah. going to be the Eternals before the Eternals. Right. I, I still wonder how much Returnals DNA came from the Inhumans plan movie. It's a good chance. A yeah. Nice sure. And of course, Vin Diesel was going to be in it and shit, and it was going to be a big deal. And um, yeah, so that ended up being like the, the uh, what the, the um, fucking fuckface. Ike Perlmutter got in the divorce, essentially. Because it was, uh, you, you remember the, what Ike Perlmutter was doing with the Inhumans, right? Like his big his big initiative. <sighs> Weren't they going to basically be the new X Men slash Fantastic exactly, Four since they exactly. didn't have the rights to them? But, and yeah, then they got the rights and didn't need these fucking characters. Exactly, anymore. exactly. But they kept trying to make it happened for like 10 years it was one in human series after another throwing all kinds of big names at them and the characters were just like reverse teflon it's like all the shit stuck to them they could never fucking get any traction with the fans and then once marvel had the rise of the x-men back they i think they literally killed the fucking asses or, or at least they did a series like death of the inhuman they killed like these guys for a while let's just be honest man they're probably hiding
fighting in an Atlanta again, somewhere in I, I'm some fucking corner of the world. They're like in a bubble. Well, I mean, just as an example, they've got the Miss Marvel series coming up, and she got drugged into that shit. She's supposed to be an Inhuman too, and the new series is not going to reference her being an Inhuman. Good. Yeah. So Cut it's like losses. that's how little anybody wants anything to do with these guys. Um, I did finish the series, and I thought that it was okay. It, it, it was one of those deals where I would put it on while I was doing shit like washing dishes, and I didn't full give it my full attention most of the time, and I could tell it was bad, but it was bad in sort of an entertaining way. It was kind of cute. Did think that Anson Mount was terrible, and I kind of hate Anson Mount in most everything. Um, that? He's the guy who played Black Bolt. Okay. He was in Hell on Wheels, the series that they try to get put on after Walking Dead. Yeah, the Western I kind of remember a little bit of and that. And I didn't mind him so much when he had like a beard and he's running around being a cowboy and shit, but like almost everything else I've seen him in, he just has these, he's got a permanent midnight blue going. Is that what they call it? Midnight Steel from Zoolander? But Blue Steel? Blue Steel, yeah. He just like walks around and tries to give people blue steel. <laughs> And he looks, and he looks like, like Zoolander the... to me. All, on, on he's, like as Joey would call it in Friends, the smell the fart face. Yes, he's constant smell the fart the, face. The days yeah, of our lives. And since he never actually speaks because he's Black Bolt, all he does is walk around and give that stupid fucking face. I couldn't stand that motherfucker. And also, why you gotta be a Black Bolt? Mm. Um, I thought Serena <laughs> Swan... Is that a race bait? <laughs> yeah. Alright, calm uh, down, Tucker. Serena Swan I thought was okay as Medusa, but the hair looked ridiculous because they didn't have any fucking money on, in the budget. Triton, they got that poor guy on screen for like you know five minutes total shout out trident we forgot about him yep. yeah uh guys just in fucking green textureless paint and they kill him off in the first five minutes i think they bring him back <laughs> they to had him in the it's always sunny green man suit <laughs> <laughs> with like uh, some uh, green man some flippers on <laughs> yeah the dude they got to play gorgon was okay but they were playing him for kind of as the joey of the group essentially and then the dude they got uh, to play karnak who was also one of the mutants in x-men the last stand the asian dude i thought he was pretty good but they did that stupid shit where they they know they don't have the budget to do this shit. So, like in the first episode, everybody loses their powers, and they're all and they're, and they're all stuck in different parts of Hawaii because they made it be like we're filming in Hawaii, and they blew like their whole budget. So everybody's separated in the jungle somewhere, struggling to deal with the loss of powers and fucking helping like drug dealers and stuff, and and running from cops. What? All this fucking bullshit. Yeah. It lit- it turns into fucking Hawaii Five O. Yeah, yeah. It's, Magnum PI. It's, it's, it's absolutely seventies Incredible Hulk, where somehow they managed to make it to where David Banner is running around without being the Hulk for. 55 minutes of the damn episode. It's just that the, we're bringing this up because we never discussed in humans, and curiously, it'll be irrelevant before too much longer. Mm-hmm. But we got one more thing to do before we talk about the big one. Moon Knight. Fucking love it. Before you get there, though. Hello, and welcome to Staying Awake. I have a sleeping disorder. I can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. Hello, and welcome to Sunny Hello. 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 Between my eyes and dreams. Thank you. Lost the contact lens. Hope you find it. Thanks. Yeah. Oh my god, you're alive. What's wrong with you, Mark? Why did you call me Mark? It must be very difficult. The voice. 
in your head. Shut up! There's chaos in you. Embrace the chaos. Mac, any experiences with Moon Knight? Did you watch in the comics? No. I, I would say I have less Moon Knight experience than I have uh, in humans. Man Thing experience. Oh shit! Really? Distant third to. Uh, but he wasn't. Uh, was he in West Coast Avengers for a while there? Uh, he might have been, but I, I don't. I didn't read any of that shit. You read the West Coast, but you're you're East Coast only. No, I've read West Coast Avengers, but it it was not anything with Moon Knight. But he was in like the fucking Steve Englehart run, yeah. When Al Milgram was doing. I told you I don't fucking know, dude. Wasn't Why are you pressuring faces? me? What he on one of the faces on that? Cool issue of Avengers where they give you the boxes to vote. Could gonna be in. Didn't do anything for you. That. No, no, nothing at all. Do you even know the guy's name? Uh, Moon Knight. K N I G M O O N K N I G C. No hyphen. So now, Mark Spector. What comic books have you read, Moon Knight? How did you introduce you to that character? Um, that was the first bootleg traceover comic character I ever learned to draw. Oh, yeah. When I was like six years old, I remember because I couldn't draw the feet, so I was able to draw the rest of the character, but I couldn't draw the feet. So I put the paper above the comic where the feet were. This was the Marvel. Universe books? No, it was some. It's some splash, splash page with Marl, uh, Moon Knight, and I was able to duplicate most of it, but I couldn't draw. Like feet. the hand, you're talking about his handbook entry? No, I wasn't. It was no. I think it was like a page at the back of a comic or something, and it was like a splash page of him. And I liked it. I didn't want to trace it. I was trying to draw. Drew everything down. Could not get the feet. I was. I almost. I almost went through the paper. I kept erasing it. So I just finally just put the fucking. Should have sent it to just, Image. You would have had a. Yep. Um. Besides that, I, I I did read some stuff of uh Werewolf by Night that he appeared in. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought he was a cooler Batman. So mm. you liked him better than Batman. You thought he was cool, or you just look cooler. It just looked cooler. I mean, yeah. dude, Batman had the fucking ears, mm. and Moon Knight has a fucking like, was it a what would you call the it? hoodie? A hoodie, yeah, just cowl. Hoodie. Yeah, cowl. Yeah, cowl. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hood. No, you're um, a hood. Shroud. He just seemed cooler mm. at the time. Now I really didn't get into him until the Jeff Lemire. That's books. fairly recent. That yeah. was late well, teens. And I, well, no, no, I'm, I'm lying. Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis wrote him. That was like and you know me. I'm a huge Warren Ellis fan. So, yeah. yeah, I'm a big Warren Ellis fan. So I was like, oh. Mr. Knight right. period. Yes. Yeah. And so I read that and I'm just like, okay, I like this. Like this is fucking weird and kind of cool and unusual. So yeah, I've been I, I read the Warren Ellis that led into the Jeff L- uh Lemire stuff and then I didn't really touch anything after that and then I saw the show was coming, so I was excited. A uh, weird parallel there. So I think the first time I saw Moon Knight was in a Marvel team up and I bought it because I thought that he looked cool, you know, and mm-hmm. it, 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 he wasn't even in like Marvel Comics Presents stuff, was he? I think he maybe he a little bit like he would have been a good Marvel Comics Presents character. Well the thing is when Marvel Comics this was running he had his own series that's true that's probably part of it yeah. Um, so for me, I, I would see him here and there in the Marvel Universe. I, I used to pick up West Coast Avengers. That's why I was like, you don't know that? Or they get that? Yeah, it was West Coast Avengers. Um, because when they were doing the whole thing where they were traveling through time and Hawkeye and Mockingbird were in the Old West fighting Ghost Rider and all that, and Hank Pym was going to kill himself and he was stopped by F- Flamebird and all this kind of shit. Well, Moon Knight got involved with that. And because he's the Fist of Khonshu, he, he, I think he had a parallel in that time period or some shit like that. So he was able to help them through time and stuff. And then in the late 80s, my friend got this big 
grocery sack full of comics that I reference often in Comic Reader Resume, and he had a good chunk of a run of Moon Knight. The book only ran 36 issues, and he had a good chunk of the run. So being a terrible friend, I borrowed the books from him, didn't want to give them back, and then I, I instead had my friend pick out a bunch of other comic books that I had. I was like, just please leave the Moon Knight. So one of the reasons why I felt that way is because in that time period, I was taking Moon Knight to school with me because I just basically was fucking off the entirety of sixth grade and just like doing drawings in the backs of rooms and shit. And so several other juvenile delinquents also joined me in this shit. And for some reason, we all had a tendency to draw Moon Knight. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. In particular, one of them was an attempt to replicate the cover of the Mark Spector Moon Knight series that launched in 89, where he had, I think it was a, it was a, it was Kevin Nolan Inks, and that's the part you remember, but it was a Carl Potts layout, and then Sal Valudo had done the pencils, but then Kevin Nolan just ab- absorbed that shit, right? And it was just a cool, because he was so violent. I think that was the, the hallmark of the character, is that, especially as, like when Bill Sienkiewicz started the series, he was doing his Neil Adams thing. And he was an okay Neil Adams clone, but he was never anywhere near as good as Neil Adams. And I knew Neil Adams on, uh, like, Batman Power Records and shit. You know, nobody was touching Neil Adams. But at, about a year into the series, his stuff started getting sketchier. And then going into the second year, he started getting really abstract and started to become Bill Sienkiewicz. And it was toward the end of the run when he was doing stuff like the, the Werewolf by Night revival where he turned him from the wolf band Lon Chaney into the, the howling werewolves. Then he moved on to New Mutants and that's where he got his big fame when he did all the avant-garde art school shit on that book and Demon Bear and stuff. But Doug Minch is a weird writer, but he's never been Steve Gerber weird. He's just a little more macabre. And so for most of the run of Moon Knight, I always wanted him to be like Supernatural Batman. I mean, he gets to start fighting werewolf by night. So you think he'd be fighting all kinds of monsters and stuff and that would help to define him as something different from Batman. But really, he mostly was more like the 70s Spider-Man TV show where he's all fantastic looking. He keeps fighting these dudes with like hatchets and revolvers and shit. Um, but there was usually some macabre twist. Like one of the ones I remember the best is in the first year, the entire town's water supply gets poisoned and everybody goes insane and starts trying to kill each other. There's a really like the crazies. It is basically the crazies. And he, uh, one of the big differences between Batman and Moon Knight was he had this girlfriend, uh, Mar- Mar- uh, Marlene, and uh, she, same origin story as Layla in the TV show. She's the daughter of an archaeologist. The archaeologist is killed in a raid by Bushman, but she ends up becoming the lover of one of the mercenaries, Mark Spector, and she helps him on his adventures as he continues to do his adventuring stuff. And she goes nuts and she stabs him, and she's got this fucking crazy-ass face and shit, and he has like subdue her and stuff, but he's also been exposed to the water, so they're both kind of crazy. He's trying to like deal with being psychos and he's seeing like aliens from outer space attacking him with ray guns and shit just all kinds of wackadoo shit and he dealt with a lot of serial killers and were, his stuff was always a little gorier than Batman stuff so like I said just more macabre but not really supernatural he never really went that far out except for Werewolf by Night but if you go back and you read the very original stories it's interesting because he's created to be a villain for Werewolf and uh, he's a mercenary so basically he's just like a thug who like killed all these people and uses guns and stuff and this group called the Committee wants to use werewolf by night to scare people into consumerism because they're like oh, uber capitalists and they realize that f- make putting the fear of people into people makes them buy shit and so that's what they want him to capture werewolf by night for so they give him all this stuff to become moon knight and he goes and he, he kidnaps the sister of werewolf by night and is keeping her half captive and they manage to capture the werewolf and then he has this change of heart and they fight the committee together and he keeps fighting the committee over and over again throughout his own solo adventures because they realized there was something special in this guy that's why they gave him that little redemption arc it's like they're working on him to be this shitty throwaway villain 
Dolan, who's going to be called Moonblood, if I recall correctly. But there were a bunch of guys named Blood in that time period, and the editorial's like, no more Blood characters. So he eventually becomes Knight, because they thought he was cute, Moon Knight, that night. And because the fans respond to him, and one editor in particular, I think it was Ralph Macchio, kept wanting to use him and shit. So he had a run in the Hulk magazine, the color magazine that was coming out in the late 70s. He did some like Marvel spotlights, and he did some team-ups and shit like that. And then eventually, the, he got on the schedule for his own series, but it never sold that great. And so Moon Knight was an example of Marvel trying to see if the direct market was a supporter title. So they took it out of the, the, the newsstand. They made it a direct market only. They kind of upgraded a little bit. Like I think they have a higher page count and a higher price on it, but it just didn't work out that great. And also, I think specifically, Jim Shooter pissed off Doug Minch. And so Minch quit and just started doing Batman instead. And they pulled Sienkiewicz to do New Mutants. So before long, they didn't have anybody from the original series still on the damn thing. And it just was sort of lose its way. And they wanted to try to relaunch on the newsstand. They got a, 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 a expert on Judaica to write the last few issues of the book named uh, Alan Zelenitz, I think his name was. And he's the one who explicitly made Mark Spector Jewish. And not only that, but the son of a rabbi and brought all that stuff into the series toward the end of it, uh, which I've always thought was cool because he's one of the few explicitly Jewish characters in comic books, especially in Marvel. And so they decided to relaunch the series on the newsstand with this writer. It doesn't work. And then Chris Warner, the guy who did uh, the early Predator miniseries. And it doesn't work out. They, that team only does four issues or five issues-ish. There was a sixth issue. There was a fill-in inventory story, I think, by Christopher Priest back when he was Jim Oldsley and Mark Beecham. I bought that book uh, uh, for, not on the newsstand, but around that same time period. Kick-ass story. I was going to really say, that it. sounds like a good yeah, It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, some of the best stuff uh, Mark Beecham ever did. And it's in the throwaway last issue of Moon Knight, and they canceled it. I think they canceled A, because the sales weren't that great, because I think it was still doing probably 100 and some odd thousand copies, which wasn't enough for Marvel at the time. But also, I think that was in the time period where Marvel was canceling a bunch of books to make room for the new universe. So it only got this little six issue run, which is horrible for Marvel. Marvel, just because you have a Marvel logo, you usually last at least a couple of years if they launch a series of Marvel. Got the access six issues. People try to call it a miniseries. It was not a fucking miniseries. It just fucking failed. And that was the old, they tried to tweak the character too. Uh, I think they subtitled it something like Fist of Conchu and they gave him an Ankh symbol on his chest instead of the moon. And they gave him all these gold accoutrements to make him look more supernatural. And he had superhuman strength that waxed and waned depending on what phase of the moon was in. And a few other elements, uh, uh, supernatural elements. They also made his face more visible through the mask, like mm. it climbed to his face flutter. So basically they took all the stuff that you liked about Moon Knight and they fucked it up and ran it into the fucking ground. And then they did the 89 series. Chuck Dixon was doing that with Sal Valudo. He left after a couple of years. They went some round robin for a while there. Terry Cavanaugh wrote it for a little bit. James Fry was drawing it, which I thought looked fairly nice. I kept trying to buy it because I wanted to be into Moon Knight, but the book just sucked. Even with James Fry's artwork, Terry Cavanaugh just wasn't that good of a writer. They had like Gambit guest starring all the time and they had one issue where he fought Doctor Doom when they gave him like Moon Knight armor and had like metal ink on the cover shit. So the big coup de grace when it came to Moon Knight once again defined by the artwork Stephen Platt starts his career on the last few issues of Moon Knight. He doesn't really do that many. He only does a couple issues with some shitty inkers that really like the covers look great and the interiors were kind of then they had a a couple issues where they had fill-ins and he only did the covers. Then he did one issue there was like an Infinity War tie-in where he got to draw like the entire Marvel Universe review pages and he inked himself and it was like woo and then he couldn't do it again for another two issues and then he did the final two issues in the cancel series with the death of Mark Spector so that's like the the by the time they got to that point I was done with Moon Knight and I was done with Marvel but I have tried to be into Moon Knight a bunch of times over the years I do have a, an affection for him because we drew, drew that character so many times that he became a ripoff character of Moon Knight it was like the first combo character I created with a group of people and still kind of lives in my heart and my mind even though nobody else knows this thing exists but I've still got the artwork from grade school or junior high uh, that reflects the creation of his character. So I had a lot of affection for Moon Knight going in, but the 
truth is I didn't read a ton of stories because they looked cool. They were really violent, but they didn't really read that great. And the character was kind of weird. And like all the multi multiple personality stuff, they don't really do that until like the aughts, like the 2000s or later. He had the, the Jake Lockley identity, the Stephen Grant identity, Mark Spector and Moon Knight, but they were just put on like Matches Malone. He wasn't like, there was some talk about him being a little too method and like the people bleeding into his real life, but there was just a suits he put on at that time. It was only later, I don't know if it was the Warren Ellis stuff or some other run, but that's when they actually started giving him dissociative disorder and stuff and I really thought, playing with that I stuff. I mean, that, okay, well, it probably was a Warren Ellis stuff. Well, Bendis had a run on it too, and I don't know if that was before or after, but Bendis definitely played with that stuff, but for some reason, his alternates included like he thought he was Wolverine and Spider-Man and shit. Nobody liked it. That shit got canceled inside of a year, so it was a terrible idea. So now we can talk about the TV show, though. Fucking fantastic, but I'm a Marvel fanboy, so I want to like it no matter what. What did y'all think? <laughs> I love you had this incredible realization about yourself. You like pause and go like, fuck, I'm a Marvel fanboy. I'm going to like it no matter what. <laughs> what do you guys think about it? Uh, okay, so I, I uh, stalled as long as possible to watch Moon Knight. I just was not into it. I think Moon Knight's cool. I think the imagery with Moon Knight's badass. I think he's always looked cool in comic books. I've never felt like reading anything of his. He's never appeared in anything except apparently West Coast Avengers for 300 issues the way you're making it sound. I don't know how I missed it. Um, I just never come across this motherfucker. So, and I just not heard great things when the first couple episodes came out that it seemed it was kind of slow and I was like well if we're going to watch it let's just binge it because I'm hearing that you know I'm afraid we were going to watch a couple episodes and nothing was going to happen and then we were just going to never get back to it but I said it was kind of the opposite we just never got around to actually binging it until you guys had all said you'd finished it and wanted to talk about it and I'm like you know what that's, that's the excuse let's just watch it so we watched it uh, Wednesday and Thursday we watched we three episodes three episododes um, and knocked it out and um, do we want to do a quick synopsis or are we just going to talk about the show? Do we even need it. to do a snob? Do we need to yeah, do a snob? So this is already pretty. If this is all going to be one podcast. It's pretty long. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty long. Okay. Um. Uh, and okay. So Oscar Isaacs, right? Is yes. mm -hmm. Is Mark, Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant slash? Thought you were into Poe Dameron. No, no, no. The uh, the actor. You're right. He was Poe Dameron. Yeah. Uh, you didn't like him when he was doing the Star Wars. No, movies? not a big deal. Nah. No. So you didn't like X Machina or anything like that? So X Machina. Yeah, he's in it. Okay, I've never which I've never seen, but but I heard it's really good. I heard it's really good. X Machina, but I've never seen it. Um, he's apocalypse. He was Apocalypse, Ugh. which was awful. The movie was terrible. Um, Poe Dameron, who fucking cares? Those movies are going to just vanish. Or they'll become memes in 20 years yeah. like um, the prequels Look, did. the prequels are beloved now, so... No, the they're fuck? not beloved. They're... The memes... The memeification of it is beloved. Nobody actually likes the movies. It's horseshit. I think... No, no, the, no, no, no Some no. of the millennials are... I like the no. prequels. Yeah. I like no, no, the prequels, but anyway, They're fucking horrible movies. They don't make any sense. Um, what else has he been in? He was in that... Uh, I, I keep feeling like... Movie. Like Oscar Isaac's supposed to be a thing. Oh, yeah. But he's, oh, but he's not Daddy. a thing. Dune. Oh yeah, Dune. Oh you're right. Okay, so he was in Dune. Which yeah. I, I liked he Dune. He did an HBO special thing that I saw. He was in the most violent year, I think, where it has to do with the mob garbage thing. That one was pretty good. Well, he did that one where he was part of a married couple. It was like the cable version of Marriage Story with um, what's your face? Um, what's your name? He's done the a redhead. Lot of shit, dude. He's been. A he, lot that's of what I'm saying. For for him to be like, I, I hear he's people a movie star. speak he's of Oscar a, yeah. Isaac's like he's a full on movie star, mm -hmm. but he also seems to take fucking every role anybody can give him, which goes against the you're a real movie star kind of a thing because yeah. if you were actually the shit you would not do every fucking role you get offered he seems to do every fucking role he's offered um, so that was another thing he's kind of like a, who's the dude that plays uh, Venom uh, oh yeah Tom Hardy Tom Hardy people were trying to tell me Tom Hardy's worth a shit but everything I see him in I'm like this guy's fucking horrible this guy sucks this guy's barely well, you love Mad Max yeah, I, like oh, I love Mad Max but not because of Tom Hardy well, yeah. he didn't really speak in a movie he didn't <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. so, I have a vibe right, right exactly exactly 
Right. I, so I have that vibe from Oscar Isaacs. Like people, I'm like, why is he playing like a fourth rate character in a Star Wars movie if he's Oscar Isaacs? And I'm like, and he doesn't do shit in these movies. You know what I mean? And then he's Apocalypse in Age of Apocalypse. They cover him with a bunch of makeup and he's terrible. And and I'm and he's a foot shorter than everybody else on the screen. He's got platform <laughs> shoes on. And I'm just like, I, I'm I feel like I'm supposed to like Oscar Isaacs, but I just keep not. I mean, look, and in Dune, he's pretty good in Dune, but he's not what makes the gears turn in Dune either. Um, so I think that might have been another reservation I had. Well, like, and also he was daddy, and then all the girls loved him at the Chalamet. So there was a lot of fucking wet seats. With is, that a, is that it too? Yeah. Okay, so, I, well, that is, I don't, know, I don't know about that. But, so I think that's another thing too, where I'm like, oh, like, and honestly, I think Tom Hardy's one of the reasons why I can't get myself to come around to watching Venom. is because it's just. Well, I, I do want to cover Venom this year. I, well, that's fine. Yeah. But I just can't, it's just the extra little straw that's breaking the camel's back, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, man, if it was, honestly, if it was like a no-name guy was playing Moon Knight, I might have got built up the courage to watch it sooner mm-hmm. but the fact that i kind of heard some meth things about it and then like like I, as much as i want to like oscar isaacs i just can't i but can't think of the role thing, but i don't see that he's right. a thing yeah um so we started watching it and honestly like i don't get the complaints that the first couple episodes were boring or slow I, I thought that it was pretty intriguing even from the first episode and pulled me in quite a bit um to where it actually made the six episode binge over two days pretty easy i i didn't have i thought it was very watchable i thought six episodes was just fine maybe you could have made it five instead of six i would have gone seven actually i don't know if it needed sub but i, I think five or six excellent length other well, than I, I just and, love- and, and the episodes were only you know 45 to 50 minutes each i think the bookends were only like 45 minutes so they didn't do like 59 or 61 minute episodes um so i thought the pacing was pretty good it went pretty fast i i like i kind of liked all the characters i even liked ethan hawk kind of oh, and that, which was you. another you like ethan hawk in general. it was another like ethan hawk's a goddamn treasure okay well then somebody needs to bear <laughs> uh, I, no, you know Ethan Hawke's Ethan. Dude, Hawk. he's having a fucking I, I renaissance keep, right now. I keep thinking, I, 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 I keep thinking he's, the, I keep thinking he's Sugar Ray, and I'm like, why is Sugar Ray acting in movies? I don't, uh, <laughs> you think he's Mark McGrath? Mark McGrath, they're like the same fucking guy. <laughs> From the same era, you know uh, what I mean. Okay. Um, so not really, but okay. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Anyway, so he's playing Kane from Kung Fu, or whatever in the movie, you know, and or in the show. So, lots of reasons for you to not watch it, and I kind of ended up liking like all of it, like almost all of it. Even the special effects, I thought, were not like Loki level, which was fucking like a actual Marvel right. movie, le- right. if not better than some of the Marvel, like yeah. better, better than Shang Chi, the special oh, sure, effects yeah. in Loki. Um, but I, I think like it was like really good and it was kind of spooky sometimes especially in the first couple of episodes where uh, Khonshu was showing up yeah. it, it was like kind of spooky and you were kind of trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with this guy and I uh, having not read a lot of Moon Knight the, the last couple of episodes where he's in the asylum figuring out how he compartmentalized Stephen Grant into his life and I, I absolutely and I, I even thought it was about to go dumb with the hippo like I yeah. thought I was like okay this is about to they're about to jump their own shark and go too meta with it uh, nope that next episode was fan- it was fucking creepy with which you talk to the corpses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and I don't know. It just, it all kind of worked for me. I'm not saying there, it didn't have its dumb Disney plus moment. Like there's one moment where they're, they're on top. It's after he and Khonshu turn back the sky. Right. To figure out where the console, which looked fucking awesome. Right. And then, but he, so this, the next episode, he that wakes up and he's out cold and there's like a, a land Rover coming through the dunes at them and they start shooting at him with machine guns. So they roll down the hill and then she like hides in a car and the car, they're just driving around like they don't. And then she throws a flare in the back and it blows all the bullets up. And I'm 
like, this is all. And then they just get away. And I'm like, you don't find out who was chasing him. You don't. And I'm like, please, you didn't have to have this. This mm-hmm. episode could have just been three minutes shorter because it was one of the dumbest fucking action sequences. Agreed. I don't know who came up with that. But the whole time I'm like, what? How did she end up in the car? I think they were trying to show her prowess, but it just was embarrassing. It was really bad. And he's just like lying there unconscious, but like, I think he's dead. And then the guy can't turn the gun around at right. her. So they have to try and like Austin Powers 18 point turn the truck around. <laughs> I'm like, this is fucking You've got all stupid. this desert here, guy. Took me out of the whole like the whole thing and I was like, oh, it's horrible. Luckily, they moved on quickly. Didn't yeah. have any ramifications later on. But other than a couple scenes like that, they were just super fucking stupid. I was down with the um, the Scales of Liberty cult. Mm, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, I like the tattoos. Yeah, the, t- yeah, the tattoos. Yeah. Uh, I, I was kind of down with, I thought the, that the chase scene when they're leaving wherever uh, the cult was and they're going down those switchbacks in Switzerland or wherever it was. Uh, I thought, oh, that was really good. I don't know, I was just really surprised. I really enjoyed the, the, the show. I'm down for a season two. Uh, I, I'm, that I'm actually like, I'm like looking forward to a season two. Um, and it really ended up being one of my, I would ease probably top three Marvel Disney Plus shows to, to this point. It's still not as good as Loki. When I put it ahead of, uh, I think I had Hawkeye at number two. I think I might have liked it better than Hawkeye, which pushes Winter Soldier to four, which is or Falcon and Winter Soldier to four, which kind of doesn't seem right because I thought it was definitely better than the fourth best show because WandaVision People is really back. slag on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It just I think ended a, so bad. I, I think it's just a much better show than it's given credit for. But yeah, apparently, you know, I'm not enthused about that guy being Captain America. I, I just, I, I, I no, want, no, but I, I don't like that actor, so it's a problem for me. But, but yeah, yeah, but 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 the, all the beginning part of Falcon and the Soldier was so good, and then yeah. then, then U.S. Agent when when or when yeah. when he snaps in yeah. public and go, I mean, this is great stuff. But it ended so bad and so cornball. When, when the series ends and people are more excited for U.S. Agent than Captain America, it's not good. Racism might be an issue, but part of it is that guy sucks. You it, know? He sucks, and he yeah. was really hokey ending. Yeah. And it's just it was not it was not good. Um, people shouldn't be more excited about his sister hooking up with the Winter Soldier than they are for yeah. New Captain America. That's yeah, a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think everybody kind of likes Sebastian Stan the Winter Soldier too. And it's like, mm. wait, we're putting, why are we putting him on the back burner for mm. Mackie? Yeah. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? Like, yeah. anyway. Um, but, but yeah, like for, for me, what if and WandaVision are way out the back of the pack. So I, I think one through four is grouped closer than five and six. But, but yeah, I was just, I was really surprised how much I liked it. I thought the visuals were great. I thought the costume got on my nerves a little bit. That It was like sometimes Moon Knight was completely CGI. Yeah. Like you would well, watch that, an actor. That, that big barrel chest was a little much. Yeah. He would actually convert into a fully CGI'd being. And I'm like, we don't have a Moon Knight costume. Like, it's well, just completely and, CGI. And that's one of the problems I did have is I love the simplicity of Moon Knight's costume. Every time they tried to make it all ornate, it kind of A little me. mummy Egyptian. Yeah, and, and yeah. with that, they went way like super ornate. But so dude. But it's, but it's not look terrible. It's just, it's not what I want, but I get why people would want it. But there was the scene where he like, he's jumping down from the sky and his crescent yeah, cape. Yeah, I love the crescent oh, cape. Oh, I was like, oh my yeah. God. And, and my wife was like, is his cape like a crescent moon? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, that's cool, dude. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, I know, it's fucking cool as shit. I, I don't know, just, uh, I really ended up liking it like way more and it, it is, it's pretty brutal and uh, it was pretty adult and I I was down for all of it. I liked, uh, what is the chick's name in the show? Uh, Layla? Uh, Layla? I, I don't Layla. know her by name, but the character's Layla. Layla, yeah. Uh, I thought she was good. I, I, liked, I don't know why she's not Maureen, but Layla's fine. Yeah, although the problem is that she looks really, really young. Does she? In the beginning, she looks young. She seems to age. I don't know if that's how they change her hair. 
mm. later on in the last few but in the first couple episodes she's like riding around the bike with the helmet on and I'm like is she like a, a kid and yeah. then she's like oh we're married and I'm like she's married I'm like, what is going on yeah. uh, and then later on she ages hey, my ages just how she was lit or something because I, I, I definitely can see where you're coming from I don't remember perceiving her as being super young but I definitely saw that she was closer in, to age appropriateness in the back end of the, the back end, yeah, by the back end I was fine with it yeah. but uh, but yeah I, I just and then uh, the alligator got uh, uh, the goddess uh, Aminet yeah. I think it was yeah. Ahmet or whatever Aminet, yeah. uh, looked awesome um, Kanchu looked really Kanchu cool Kanchu looks fantastic I love how Kanchu's like a little kooky yeah well see I have some cognitive dissonance because again I'm so used to Kanchu looking like the statue from the old 80s series but I'm aware that that's what he looks like in the comics nowadays because well. it, it was it was the, the comics were very coy the early comics were about whether or not Kanchu actually existed or if it was the delusion that Mark Spector was under when he was dehydrated in the desert and shit but I understand like in the Warren Ellis series and I think the Jeff Lee Myers series actually show Kanchu and he looks like that in the comic books that's your experience right yeah. I'm just going through my notes to see if there was uh... well, while you're doing that so why did you fall so deeply in love with Oscar Isaacs um, I was watching an interview about Moon Knight dude just broke out in Spanish and I was like holy shit this man is multi-talented well, no he was just a great actor I, well he I mean plays... he's Middle Eastern descent but he said he was born in Latin America though, yeah, right Guatemala Guatemala yeah it's Guatemala but okay so Guadamala. Guadamala. That, that's something I, like, I really like the way he was able to pull off Steven and Mark there's and, distinct and, personalities and yeah. I swear when he would do it it was two different actors no I, it's not even two personalities he looked different his body changed and it's more than just them doing the hair I think it's the way he carries his eyes oh no he did I Steven, think it was when Mark Steven, Steven was almost like slumped over like, but, but, but I think he has his eyes wider open and he tilts his head back a little bit whereas Mark Spector he does the brow forward and squints with the slight hair change like where I'm like dude these are like two different people and he would do it within a scene yeah I, another thing I loved is the all the the, the reflections, the way they handle the reflections, this movie was seem it was so good. Uh, where you know where he would he would catch him in a mirror and St you know Stephen would start talking to him, or he would catch him in a mirror and Mark would start talking to him. It, they they just handled it so well. Uh, I don't know. It, it, they, it was it was a really well thought out uh, gimmick. It's a gimmick, but they really thought well, the it was gimmick well executed through. though, they, and, and they executed it really well. And they could have been super sloppy with it. Yeah, crap. But but it was all Oscar Isaacs that carried. He carried the shit. You, out of you the, saw the, the acting. That people and fell for, he yeah. acted his ass off in the show for a Disney Plus show. <laughs> like this man has no business putting this kind of effort in, and he fucking committed, and he committed that hard, and I think it helped me buy into it early. And anyway, sorry, we were yeah. talking about the actor specifically, so that's why I wanted. What you were saying? That. Well, you because he broke out into fluent Spanish, and oh yeah, no, it was just he was just interesting. I had seen him in Ex Machina and stuff like that, and I always liked him, but this one just his acting chops were like next level. I was like, holy shit! Like when he was Steven, Steven annoyed the shit out of me when he was mark i was like now granted when we got to the last two episodes and they bring in why steven is created i was like fuck I, that caught me off guard i did not see that coming um and to me just i know i'm jumping ahead here i i enjoyed the whole series i thought it was great i got a little disappointed at the end whenever you know mark makes the deal with country that he's going to be freed and then everything's and i'm thinking oh it's kind of redeemed i'm like all yeah. right and then they show ethan hawk's character being taken out and taken to a limo and there's country and i'm like sitting there and he's talking about how you know how Mark thought he got away, but he's never getting away. And of course, the third person that comes up and that Jake Jake Lockley and and I was the, I was talking to Fryho and I was like, it makes more sense now because those there's those scenes where there was ultra violent. And if you pay attention, Stephen thinks it's Mark. Mark thinks it's Stephen, but we never knew about Locke. Yeah, there, there's a cup. There's only like two scenes in the whole movie where it's not no, Stephen, like Stephen or Mark. Two, two or three. There's several because he murders yeah. those guys. Dude, who he trying just to question like, for because they both the, wake the up. dudes on the on the uh, the. Cliff, where, where the guy, up. where 
the guy commits suicide. I think I want to say there's one more. Well, and also, also he broke those followers of Ethan Hawke's cult in such a way that it was maybe more than even Mark Spector would have done. I love the one that been locked. Dude, I agree with you 100. The ending kind of fell a little flat, and then the stinger was so good. <laughs> it was like, oh, the, this that is what we have paid every, everything got paid off. Yeah, at the yeah. End. in yeah. one scene, the entire payoff came. Yep. and you didn't see it coming. And it, so, ex- it explained. And Fryhold told me that he was totally. walking away from the TV when he heard it still, and he came back and he was like, "Oh shit, that killed it right there for him." Um, and it just to go back now and realize those scenes where they blank out, it's locked, just fucking murdering like without mercy. Because again, when he kills Ethan Hawke, doesn't even flinch, just plop 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 assassinates them, and you come to realize that Mark is fucked, that he's never going to escape. He's probably locked in his head living in a fantasy world that he thinks he's free and Locke's walking around being Moon Knight. I almost wanted to see what if Locke turned into a third version of Moon Knight because you had the traditional Moon Knight under Mark. You had uh, was it Mr. Knight under Mm -hmm. Steven. So what did Locke look like? Mm -hmm. And I was like I was like oh please season two be whatever he looked like some fucking nightmare. There's no commitment to a season two and I think that there might be something to them scrubbing some potential ties to the Marvel Universe because I I don't know if Isaac wants to come back and do another thing. I think he did his thing and he may be done. Well no he said he said if this story said, is there, I'll do it. Yeah. He said if the story's there, I'll do it. He said he loved it. He said right. it was a but great But he didn't experience. he didn't sign the fucking eighteen movie deal. Well, no, 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 no one's really doing that anymore either. They're mm-hmm. kinda even I think even Marvel's kinda like, um, uh, you know, we don't want to go the uh, Ezra Miller route, so let's <laughs> Well, it's not a two-way contract. They want to be able to access these people for a long well, time. I, I remember reading something where Marvel is going to actively look for unknowns yeah. and just fucking poach that so shit. So they can make that money. Man. You can make that money. And so, Keep paying them Robert Downey Jr.'s all that money. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> so, and, and we do have a problem with these guys aging out after 10 years, yeah. too. So anyway, real quick. They also so, have a problem with getting people we all hate and don't want to go see their yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mark, uh, Mark, uh, Mark Spectrum? Mark Spectrum. Spectre. I, I like the way that it almost he, he became super dependent on Steven near the end mm-hmm. where it was almost like his brother well I mean when you're watching yeah, the they, they're like, like yeah. go back for Steven yeah. it's, it, it wasn't anymore another person it was my it's it's him it's his brother and I was like wow that's so fucking just whoa it was just I don't know I, I, I got chills at that I was like wow this is really so no, I put that I, at when, the top when, Steve, it, when Steven fell overboard yeah. I was like I was like I think I said no like I said it and I'm like I like I don't, and then he was like no not Steven we yeah. gotta go back and get I was like I, if Steven would have been dead quote unquote I would be like that fucking sucks because I like that character even though he's the same character as the other character because they were so and different. I love the way when he turns into Mr. Uh, Mr. Knight he's just like jumping around and he's really goofy and like he's enjoying the power where Mark goes into like you know I am the knight type mood very Batman-ish um, no I just I love the whole series and I, I like again I can't get over how good the gods look like Kanchu looked fantastic the goddess uh, the hippo goddess looked great yep. like when she popped up she's like hi I, I immediately thought of Hork like that goofy it's not what you think it looks like they have this goofy personality I just fucking loved it loved it loved it yeah. loved it um, Paquita's a big fan of Ethan Hawke that's one of her boyfriends lifelong seemingly and uh, you know she's always loved him she's loved him since fucking Great Expectations I think uh, where I've been familiar with him for a long time you know he was in Explorers for fuck's sake oh yeah I forgot but I do think he's a bit of a generational punching bag because while he was in like Reality Bites and that was like a generation defining movie and shit he's always been kind of a pretentious little shit and you kind Wasn't of was some movie you like like the Sunset in Paris or oh yeah the, the Linkletter before movies yes yeah. some of the best romantic movies ever made 
great. Yeah, I remember you were gushing about those. But yeah, I love those. Um, he has been a bit of a smart fart sniffer for a lot of his career. He wrote that book that people made fun of, and then he directed the movie adaptation of the book that everybody made fun of, and they all kind of failed. He was a guy who obviously wanted to be a thespian and an author. He plays authors in so many of his fucking movies. It's such a wish fulfillment thing that he does. And so I have a tendency to dismiss Ethan Hawke, even though I've really enjoyed him in some things, but a lot of times I find him insufferable. But what happened is in recent years, he's had his own reconnaissance, you know, like how Matthew McConaughey did, where he just kept coming into movies. Please tell me, did you come up with reconnaissance? No, they... Okay, thank you. I just want to make sure that that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not plugged into the McConaughey scene. Ever since like uh, uh, Dallas Buyers Club when he got his Oscar and uh, American Detective and all that kind of shit, you know, he kind of came back and... Wolf on Wall Street. Exactly. Um, Well, Ethan Hawke's been doing the same thing. He had the first Redeemer where he got like really strong notices. Uh, He did this character in a movie called uh, Julia Naked where it's sort of... Yeah, he did the first Purge. That was mm-hmm. a commercial success. He was in Sinister, which I think is one of the best horror movies of oh, the 20th is, century. Yeah you, yeah, you turned me on to that one. That yeah, that's fucking really fantastic. That's really and, and that's by the same writer director as the first Doctor movie. Strange. Fucked up movie. Who, yeah, yeah, that's a fucked up movie. Um, so he he started doing a lot of stuff that people really respect. And and he's finally getting his props late in his career. And then he goes and he does this. And it's like, wow, he's not playing himself. And what's funny is when he does the Doctor, that's like, oh, that's Ethan Hawke when he's playing yeah, the psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when he's playing the fucking crazy zealot, it's like, oh, this shit, this guy's a fucking nut job. We're scared of this guy. Walking on um, the glass and the sandals. Yeah, and, all that cool. shit. Yeah, that opening scene was, oh, yeah, was that hard was... to watch, dude. That was hard to watch. But despite being an Ethan Hawke fan, my, it, the Moon Knight pilot lost my girlfriend. And I think that's probably one of the problems that it's having is it's so disjointed and it's so intentionally disorienting yeah. that if you're not down for that, if you if you, can't you gotta commit. Commit to it. Yeah. And she was just kind of in and out of it. So she didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I continued to watch it each week and she'd catch parts of it with me, but she wouldn't commit to watching a whole episode. So she was lost the entire fucking series, basically. Yeah, so I could see where a lot of people probably it's just too much for them to handle and all the multiple personalities, all the shifting of of, of, of uh, time shifts and stuff. Uh, the the episode where he's in an asylum and you don't know whether or not any of the things you've watched has even happened. And stuff. But see, this breaks that um, whole. It's such a Marvel cookie cutter show. Like they've literally every show that's come out has been something different. I think this is one of the most challenging things they've done in like movies, anything like movies or TV. Um, I will say that it's still not as crazy as the comics got and it's different enough from the comic books that I'm a little bit like yeah, I kind of wish they were allowed to go further than they were but also it's part of a shared cinematic universe and I think they pushed as far as they could without breaking the model at all so so I, I respect the show I enjoyed the show uh, I, I, I thought that it was especially the, the, the Layla character they did really well by her I thought that she was somebody who held her own without doing anything that would piss off the fucking misogynists and shit uh, the I don't give a shit about any Scarlet Scarab bullshit. There's a one-off thing where she got powers and she looked cool and she obviously enjoyed that shit and everybody was like, oh, she looks cool. She did look cool. She looked great. That was a nice looking suit. She, you don't have to give her her own fucking series and shit. But as a one-off deal, it was really cool that they did that. Um, don't want to get too much in the F. Murray Abraham thing. I will say that I've always liked him as an actor. Um, that he's part of a generation that's seemingly having a reckoning right now. Um, it's funny because uh, uh, Mar- um, fucking Frank Langella and uh, F. Murray Abraham were two actors that I had a nasty tendency to confuse for years and for wow. them to both get me too at the How? same I, I'm sorry it's just a thing and uh, for them to both get me too at the same time was interesting I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about he, he got busted for sexual harassment shit and they're not really bringing it up in the animation role but he was in a live action movie where they told him to hit the bricks both of them Neil Langella got and of course Bill Murray just got canned from something too because he made a joke shit. and somebody liked the joke some shit like that it was some sexual shit too 
weird. Um, but anyway, the point is, I, I don't care. He was doing a voice for Khonshu. He did a good job on that. Hopefully, he didn't do anything too bad. I, I hope he continues to have a career after whatever bullshit he got mixed up in. Unless it comes out, he was like a fucking just total evil person. But I enjoyed him as Khonshu. And, and if they do another series, I'd like them to continue to play Khonshu unless something fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. I don't know. I don't know that it had the same highs as Hawkeye, but it also didn't have some of the lows of Hawkeye. So I'm not sure how I'd rank, rank it in the, the Marvel Plus series. I will say that I probably was more content with it throughout than most shows. Most of the shows kind of take me out of it for some reason or another at some point, and I'll get it kind of mad. At no point did I ever get mad at the show. I got, there's okay, so, there's I got some, close. Yeah, there's some stuff where I was like, well, I'm disappointed they didn't show that, or well, that was a little bit corny. I, 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 I won't lie. Steven in that first episode was kind of working my nerves, but he definitely grew on me as the series yeah. continued. Um, so I definitely enjoyed it. I don't understand people. I, I do understand it. I question where the people that criticize the show is coming from because I think that maybe there's an issue with the viewer more than there's an issue with the show. I think show. it got review bombed too. Yeah. As we are Snyder bots attacking right, right. anything that's cool. Which is, which no, is funny because somebody said something but there was some country that didn't like something about it and apparently right. they bombed country, it. And then there was the whole thing where it's like he's not Jewish in the first couple episodes. And he but, he was, he turned, he but then he yeah, turns yeah. out he was. That's what's so cool they too. didn't let the you, you fucking got, show breathe before they gave it the one star review. You got Middle so. Eastern representation. You got Jewish representation. You got Latin representation. It's like the fuck this show's got a lot going for yeah. it. And I also have to say too is I really loved the music on the show. Yes. And yeah, I loved yeah. how much of it was from Middle Eastern, modern Middle Eastern stuff. Uh, my girlfriend loves Turkey and she brought a lot of Turkish music back with her when she went there. I, it's, I'm familiar with those sounds now and that combination of like the dance beats with the more Middle Eastern sounds. And it's cool and it's modern and it's not something you hear anywhere else. And it's very, uh, it very much gives the show its own identity. And I, I thought they did a really good job on it. And, and here's another thing too. Hey, fuck Egypt. Fuck temples and pyramids I am so that genre is so boring scorpion king mummy stuff mm. I'm so over that stuff like I, I don't I, I check out I don't uh, I think I've said to you like a million times there's like a you hated the mummy when we first saw it we saw it together in like 99 well that, but part there. of that was because I thought for sure the mummy was going to be like rated R and mm. we went in there and it was like a slapstick PG-13 Encino man joint and I was like what except for when they were showing scenes from that as an example of going hard on a PG-13 as comparison to multiverse of madness for instance so um uh, but I will say Again, they, you they managed the mummy went harder than Multiverse of Matt we're can, not even we're yet, not, what is I'm just saying though, why, are you, why are you scatterbranding this shit with him I don't even know what podcast we're doing right now so um, I, but I thought they handled the Egyptian stuff well enough to keep me engaged engaged yeah. not like like the, the, the weird clicking zombie mummy, mummy that was Clicking around and like carving people open on that table and pulling all their entrails oh, out yeah, and stuff like that. Up. Yeah, that, that was that was cool. And then when she's like she's on that ledge going by and its hands are coming through and pulling, mm-hmm. like I was like, oh, like, well, this is cool. This is cool, weird Egypt mummy stuff. Yeah, without you going too deep into the lore you, and shit like we're, that. Yeah, we're we're finding maps and we're going through Tomb Indiana Raider. Jones Tomb Raider stuff. Yeah, they they didn't go that far down with it. So I they, they kept it to kooky talking gods where I'm like, that's it's kind of original. Mm-hmm. You're not. You know, there's like Scorpion King shit coming out and scarabs flying everywhere. Like they, they skipped most of that stuff, so I, I was appreciative of that too, because I would have checked out hardcore because I'm over the genre. Anyway, cool. Hey guys, go watch Moon Knight. It's binge it if you have to to yeah. get past. If you think the first couple episodes are slow, just keep watching. It's good. It's a good show. Yeah, and I, I watched it weekly. I liked it fine in the installment plan too. Now we do Doctor Strange too in one episode. Yeah. No, 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 no. How long is this one right now? We're over an hour already. Oh please, we can do multiple versus Come on. So we're an hour and twenty. Yeah. Right now. So a two hour episode. We're good. 
Uh, We're going to talk about Inhumans, Moon Knight, Man Thing, and we talked about something else too. Right? Uh, Howard the Duck, <laughs> and we're going to talk about the yeah. Multiverse now let's of Madness. talk about Multiverse of Madness. We're doing yeah, a Multiverse this, of Madness. This is our Halloween special. I'm glad I took such uh, whatever. Right. So anyway, every night I dream the same dream. Nightmare begins. I did what I had to do. To protect our world. You cannot control everything, Strange. You opened the doorway between universes. And we don't know who or what will walk through it. Wanda. What do you know about the multiverse? Viz had his theories. He believed it was dangerous. He was right. I'm sorry, Stephen. Your desecration of reality will not go unpunished. We should tell him the truth. Things just got out of hand. You break the rules. Look out! And become a hero. I do it, I become the enemy. What kind of fucking pussy thinks this is an R-rated movie? What just it, it, this is one of those fucking like what's wrong with your generation kind of fucking things? Uh, this movie was 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 harder than the Mummy one. This yeah, movie was they harder fucking than ripped out eyes and tongue of that one dude. Man, that was no, fucked the, up. This movie was harder. Than I disagree well, entirely. I, fuck it, dude. Fucking whenever, Moon Knight was harder than whenever, Multiverse of whenever, Madness. No. Whenever, whenever no, no, no. she fu- when that dude is trying to get away and she just fucking magic flame flames him and you just see all that fucking like and, and then the, they gut. showed his Pompeii burnt body. Or when afterwards. you have the when you have the girl actually destroy the the, the dark hole book and she's fading out and the last human part of her tears rolling the down tears rolling down no <laughs> fuck dude oh, that's are you kidding me brutal. the illuminati deaths are you kidding me no oh this, okay this number one way, dude, way more than dude that shit was fucking brutal the way she killed black bolt the theater because i've seen it twice i went by myself and i went with a fry hole both times the theater gas when black bolt when she goes what mouth and he's covering it and then you see the back of his head just pop clay, like pop the entire theater gas because no one is 
it's more it's more than uh oh wand wand is chasing them through that hallway it's the fact that she's covered in blood and they're doing the sam raimi i i called this evil dead four that's what i called you know it very raimi this was very raimi i have to say that people calling it evil dead four got me in the theater did people call it evil dead four absolutely and it pissed me off because no fucking way oh you're fucking out of your mind army of darkness too no 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 honestly that movie over you are fucking so wrong because normally at least the cgi is done by marvel this sam raimi did this oh yeah those demons were so fucking dimmites the demon cape oh oh that body when she comes through that when she comes through the mirror was it a mirror well, or no 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 right you know what you know what the big Raimi was part the fucking doors when they're totally. trying to hide the water and then you look and they do that cartoony swing and then the door slams and then they do the cartoony swing and I'm like or, or when, she's I, walk, like, when she's walking through the house the like all over this one when they're walking through the house and the paint the, the pictures of Wanda Turn move and are watching her I'm like this is fucking evil we're watching the evil dead yeah, this it's is an, an evil dead, dead movie with Marvel Absolutely characters dude. in it but yeah. when, she, when she's chasing them with the limp through the hallways with the blood all over her face what are you what are you talking about, dude? This I, is, I, I swear this to was, God. There was zero Marvel in okay, this movie. Okay, that, the voices of the demons had to be the same actress that they used for yes. The Evil Dead. There's yeah. no, it, I swear to God, if you closed your eyes and you played both of those movies, the movie, The Darkhold, was the fucking Necronomicon, <laughs> dude. Like, you're so full of shit right now. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. In fact, we're not even, like, reviewing the movie anymore. At the end of the movie, when everybody sits through the credits and it was just Bruce Campbell punching himself, yeah. people were like, oh, that's it? And I'm like, you bunch of fucking simps dude go back on tiktok you don't understand what we just sat through because you've never seen any of the evil dead movies you don't know what fucking army of darkness is you're a bunch of fucking marvel drones who or or, Mar- or comic book movie drones you don't know what the fuck you're talking about i i was satisfied alone on how raimi this movie this was more raimi than any of the spider-man movies and, and, and uh, if somebody told you spider-man 3 was fucking did he do spider-man 3 did yeah he did. Did the first he did if he did spider-man 3 and they were like oh it's like evil dead 4 and you saw that and you were like what the fuck are you talking about this this was on another level compared and, to this. And real quick, real quick. I was scared that Sam Raimi was going to direct this movie because he hasn't directed anything in a while. I still, my personal preference would have been Gilmo. I think he would have made a fantastic fan, uh, a Doctor Strange movie. Saying that, Sam Raimi elevated the Marvel films a level. Like, this was watching a Marvel movie, but through the eyes of a master. Like, I, I have a whole new respect what for What was Sam the Raimi. last comic book movie we saw in the movie theater? Well, I, the last one I saw was uh, Black Widow. No, no, no. Comic book movie. The Batman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? That's right. The Batman. This is the exact opposite of The Batman. The Batman was three hours of people talking in the dark where I c- could have been clipping my fingernails. I could have done Wordle for the day and not missed anything in that movie. The Multiverse of Madness, I, I swear to God, I barely sat down in my chair and there was, it was wall to wall action for two hours. And I know you were, you were jazzed about the runtime and I was a little nervous because they were like, this is supposed to be the multiverse. There were so many rumors, all these yeah. stupid fucking appearances in the movie that I'm like, how are they going to do all this shit and wrap up all these weird storylines. You know, we got to deal with WandaVision and we got to deal with uh, all the Doctor Strange stuff and we got Mordo. We got to deal with Mordo's new storyline. And then and then on top of that, we've got all the introduction of all the multiverse stuff. I'm like, how do you do this shit in two hours? It was like, it was like two hours and three minutes was the runtime? Two hours six. And I'm like, then on top of it, you got to have your CGI punchy punchy mm-hmm. battles. And I'm like, we don't have, there's not enough time for this. Except that it was all a bunch of bullshit. All the multiverse stuff was a bunch of bullshit. Like we thought, what if yeah. was going to, oh, because I thought 
I saw a zom- I saw a zombie in one of the previews. So we got to do the Marvel zombies, which means they're probably going to do like uh, the multiverse vision Thanos uh, Ultron version. You know, we're going to have to touch all the, and we know Captain Carter might be in it. So that's another what if thing. When really Captain Carter was in it for like 45 seconds. That was all the what if shit. They didn't do any of that stuff. And then, oh, well, they're going to have Professor Rex. So maybe they're going to have like, hurry, they might have Hugh Jackman coming in or whatever. All this stupid. Or they're going to get somebody to play Wolverine. No, no, no. He just had his little scene in the Illuminati. And that was all we had to do, which I thought was fantastic. Um, oh, I love the fact that they, they harked back to 1996s. I went with Fryho and Fryho's son went with us. And he, he was so jazzy. He's like, did you hear the music? And I'm like, oh, I heard the music. I heard the yeah. music. Da, 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 da. I heard. Oh. So, and then the zombie wasn't a stupid Marvel zombie from the dumb yeah. fucking what if show. It was 10 times better than the stupid. What- I, like if they would have just dropped a zombie out of a portal because it was in what if I would have been rolling my eyes. In fact, the, the fact that it was perfectly set up at the beginning of the movie. And this is what I love. And this is why this movie is also the opposite of No Way Home okay, or Home. What was the last one? Fucking multiverse of yeah. homes. Uh, is that that movie didn't even stick to its own rules within the movie. The movie itself didn't make any fucking sense. And I know we didn't even like review that movie on this podcast, right? We're going to do a we'll do threesome of the, the th- all three. Of no Way Home didn't make any sense. The movie didn't make sense in its own rules that it set up in just, the movie. Just, just okay. to put something out there right quick is I, I let my father know by email that I had seen the new Doctor Strange and he said he doesn't know if he wants huh? <laughs> That's a very bizarre sentence but right. go ahead. And he said he doesn't know if he wants to see the new Doctor Strange movie because he was such a dummy in Spider-Man No Way Home and I let him know don't worry that's not that Doctor Strange. Yeah, I assure you it's a, this is the real Doctor Strange. So this movie because it was directed by an experienced professional director no I'm sorry I read uh, they, they did some lengthy articles with the screenwriter recently or I, I think it was Variety or something did an article okay, I'll give other people credit too okay That's fine. so uh, he the screenwriter and Raimi worked on the script together and he said that he'd never really had an interest in directing but Raimi just talking about the movie made it come alive for him so much and the experience of making that movie with him and seeing a true master at work he wants to direct a movie now because he feels like he needs to take all the knowledge he gained from Sam Raimi and do something Dude. with it because he learned so much from being with him. Sam Raimi is a master. He's one of our greatest living directors and we slept on him for all these years because of Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man 3 sucks, and yeah, Oz the Great and Powerful and shit but he's still motherfucking Sam Raimi and he let people forget about that but I tell you I saw the the, the pilot to Ash vs. Evil Dead and I fucking knew he still had it and I was definitely one of those people who's like fuck you Sam Raimi's gonna fucking pull this off so yeah he, so, he's a master hey, he's not competent he's a fucking master and the runtime is old school runtime and he was like I don't care how much shit you want to put in this movie I will make it work we're not gonna take any shortcuts in logic we're gonna set the logic up for the movie even with a bunch of magic multiverse bullshit we're gonna set up rules of the universe we're gonna fucking follow them and then and we're gonna have it come all the way back at the end and the end is gonna make sense based off the rules we made in the movie including what was the dream walking is that yeah. what they call it dream walking, dream walking. The, the dream walking was set up perfectly they t- even told you the rules of the dream walking no you can't because I was like what the fuck he's gonna try and dream walk but it's like you can't just dream walk back into your own universe it doesn't know because of the dead body we buried at the beginning you don't have to do and it's just like of course of course he did it he, he, and it set it up and that's our Marvel zombie for the, not some stupid what if bullshit where he pops a new universe and there's a bunch of zombies which is what they would have done and if some other jerk off would have made this and Marvel pushed them around no you gotta see we, we made animated zombies on a TV show so you gotta put it in the movie no that's not how he did it so I, I was just I was grateful that there was not a lot of 
of stupid bullshit. And I'd even read, I avoided all trailers. I haven't watched any trailers in the movie forever. I avoided all spoilers. I, I told you guys multiple times in text messages, please don't text me anything. They, they had that leaked foreign trailer and I watched 30 seconds of it on mute and then I was like, nah, I don't even watch this. it. I, the only thing I caught was my f- stupid fucking Google feed threw in a headline of review that said something about like how Doctor Strange's s- sequel is foiled by fan service and something else. I thought this movie was, especially compared to the last Spider-Man movie, had like no fan service in it. I the, it had the good kind of fan service. There, there's an argument that there was some fan disservice, but there's not a lot of fan service. The X-Men theme when Professor X comes yeah. out is fan service. That's the good fucking fan service. That's thumbs up fan service. Well, and oh, the, the, you the know, they, they the brought Illuminati Anson Mount returning in the classic costume of Black Bolt. They did not have to bring Anson and Mount I, back I, for I that. I love C- Captain Carter. And she had this very just like fucking just attitude about her. And she did the I can do this all day, yeah. but it was like ironic and, oh, and because she gets up. cut in fucking half. Why not? And, they cut well, her and, in half with her shield, right, Mr. Right, right. Okay, well, yeah. the mummy. And, 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 no, and no, also, no, uh, the way she kills Reed yeah. Richards. Oh, yeah. Unraveling him. Who was... John Crickfalusi. No, not John Crickfalusi. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. the office. Who had been fan-casted. Right. And I'm like, you idiots. You guys were all jerking each other off thinking you predicted that Tom Cruise was going to be in it? When the fan-casted John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic shows up, I had no clue he was going to be in this I have to say, too, I question whether or not they're because now they're all like and then he's going to be the Fantastic Four movie I'm no, not so sure I don't think I think so. that's a I fucking think, red herring I think this was just like look he was and now he's dead yeah. we killed right, him right. The, the, he was in one version like, but we like just killed Captain his ass Carter never coming back we killed no, him no. Um, which good because I can't Professor, stand that Professor X concept. never coming back we killed him like they just they got but the well, chick that, that was photon let's be honest, the let's be honest. Was, he is definitely not spry chicken no more who Patrick Stewart, uh, Patrick Stewart. oh yeah and that was that was a little disconcerting to be honest with you it was like what's his name in Black Widow uh, 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 general. Oh, oh, William Hurt. Passed away. William Hurt. Yeah. Where people were like, ooh. He, they, well, they even had to say, didn't you know you just had your quintuple bypass or whatever? And it was just like, no, he looked like really sick. And yeah. Then and then he passed away. Yeah. And and it's like, we, you know, Patrick Stewart was, and an, appeared to be at a greater age than he actually was back in the 80s when they cast him as Captain Picard. Yeah. And so and he looked he was like, like 28. <laughs> right. And so he's looked like that for so long that it seemed like he was immortal, especially because, you know, certainly. I remember Kellen, him Excalibur. Definitely, yes. Yeah, Sir Ian McKellen definitely was older, and you know, yeah. and then it's like, oh shit, he's he's gotten kind of old. I'm worried about him now. He's still I, a I, little frail looking now. Yeah. yeah, but but they even put him in the the X Men chair. chair. And did you notice? X-Men chair. Did you notice he did like the co- the, the cartoon where he puts his hand to his temples to use his power? I was like, thank you finally. Well, again, like, they didn't use the X Men movie theme. They used the cartoon cartoon theme. theme. Yeah, yeah. Oh. and I and then shout out to Lashana Lynch too because she's no longer the the person who has the die in the Captain Marvel movie. She actually got to be a superhero for five minutes. That was I pre- I'm glad for her for that. Yeah. So I thought the Illuminati scene was my probably all time. The 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 moment I will remember is when I'm sitting next to Fryho and we're watching the movie and Fryho leans over and he goes, Wanda's the bad guy. And I'm like, yep. And of course I thought they were gonna do the whole oh she'll redeem herself at the end. And then when she started killing all of the Ooh. all of the uh the, the students, I'm like, oh she's not coming back. Like you no. can't come back from this. Yeah they can't be like hey remember the time you killed everyone at Comartage and like you fucking no. magic flaming people Dude, to death. the scene where he was like he's smelling the apple trees or yeah. whatever where he was like it smells real or whatever and she's like yeah yeah no oh, she's oh, like no this this is you know this is real or whatever and then it turns out she's just so fucking good that it was not real and that it's just like a burning pile of twisted like husks and shit and I'm like ooh like oh 
this movie's going to be dark. I just love that moment, too, where nobody's an idiot, right? Nobody's an idiot. So Strange is like, I never told you. She's even free. She knows she fucks up in a way that anybody could easily fuck up. He catches it, and she catches that he catches it. I like that. I like that they, they gave everybody credit, it, you know? It, it, yeah, and that was the thing, too. Your inclination was, they just, it was flop, stoppy, floppy, floppy, sloppy storytelling when she says America's name. Mm-hmm. And even like my wife turns to me, she's just like, he didn't say her name to her. And I'm like, yeah. And then immediately afterward, she was like, I didn't, you didn't tell me her name, did you? And he's like, no. And I love, they said it earlier where it was some demon who was trying to get to her was sending all these monsters after her. And that's when you realize, fuck, Wanda's the head demon sending all Shumagorath after all the, like, oh no, dude. And then, so yeah. It, well, you know, they punked out on Shumagorath, but I don't remember the name, but whatever that well, was. Well, they had to, because I think there's a rights issue. Oh yeah? Yes. There, there's a, there's a naming rights issue. It's that's like a the only reason they didn't call it. I don't, I don't know. I remember reading that where they were like, okay. they're not, they put Shumagorath in it they can't call him Shumagorath because there is a rights issue with the name but we all know it's Shumagorath yes yeah, yeah yeah but no that wasn't them trying to change anything they literally couldn't use it from yeah. what I understand or it would have been I just remember telling Fryhole this is such a cooler Starro than Starro was well the fact that they did the same thing they stab it in the eye and the whole eyeball yeah. falls out the, whole, yeah. the mummy what are you <laughs> that was fucked this up. is an embarrassing was, moment for I you. was shocked by it. no I still agree with that but uh but yeah that was surprisingly gory and it's like well you only got away from that with that because it's this big-eyed monster, but it's still like you ripped the fucking eyeball out, and those fucking sockets like dangling, bloody. I don't. That think, was fucked up. That I was don't a mess. think. Uh, I think this movie could have been. That's a, a good fight R. sequence, by the way. You could. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, you you could have called it an R movie, I guess. Um, I, I think soft that, I think man. outrage is people are. I don't know. I don't get the outrage. That the, seems the like people outrage, are targeting. This, take, people are weirdly targeting this movie. Yeah. For some reason. The, the outrage is the motherfucking movie rating is PG. 13. 13. Yeah. So you bring somebody under age 13, that's on fucking you. you. Right. And back in the fucking, the reason why that shit exists is Steven Spielberg melted motherfuckers' faces in, in 1981. Gave me nightmares. That, I was Gave looking me nightmares. At my, I, was, I saw that shit through my mother's fingers as she was trying to protect me from that fucking shit. Just so and, you know, I, <laughs> just quick, so a friend of mine's mother had like a really old Bible mm-hmm. and he would always mess with it says, we don't open that because remember Raiders? That's what happens when you're I totally believe that. Yeah. I totally and believe that. And as a kid, dude, we were petrified of that Bible, dude. <laughs> that someone was going to open it and aim it in our direction. Because <laughs> he's like, that, and of course, this is some shit talker in our neighborhood when we were growing up. That's where they got the idea. This Bible's been on our family forever. <laughs> like, they did the whole. It sounds like the most 80s shit. And dude, I was just like, I remember me and my friend. And friends, then don't go under the bridge because I heard two lovers got killed by a guy with a hook on his hand. <laughs> and pretty pretty much, yeah. But so that, that scene fucked me up. And then, of course, some kid telling me that it's in a Bible really fucked me up a little bit. Yeah, but uh, the, the the Marvel movies really only get PG-13 because they'll say shit a couple times. Yeah. Well, right? and, and like, that, that's... I get, I get it. They, they, they there's, there's, a picture, there's a picture on Twitter where they show like a, 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 a collie with its tongue hanging out and then the American werewolf in London and it's like PG-13 in the 80s versus PG-13 now. But the shit was called PG-13 because you're supposed to be fucking 13. Yeah. And the thing of it is, for some reason, the kind of violence that you see in superhero movies is heightened enough or constant enough that it's automatically PG-13. Cartoony enough because they don't want kids to emulate it, which means you're not supposed to be showing young kids the fucking Marvel movies, at least not without vetting them and making sure you're having a good talking shit. But PG 13 exists to show you shit that's sub R, that's okay for a 13 year old, uh, but not for a, a nine year old, not for a seven year old. And the fact that this movie is a firm PG 13, people who want to talk R, it's not fucking R, man. But but I will say there's there's a vibe. I, this some parts of this movie had an R vibe. 
well, it, it's right. A, like, like there's a difference between the cha- cape. You can cha- You can have a bad guy. Uh, you can have the Hulk chasing Black Widow down a hallway, mm-hmm. and it's oh my gosh, I hope she gets away. The, uh, Scarlet Witch with the full carry blood on her face, with the ghoulish limp, uh, killing people while she's doing full it. Cha- murdering. People. And they were doing. I'm telling you, that's where I was getting the Evil Dead vibes. That yeah. was an Evil Dead chase through the woods, and that was actually the part vi- of the problem. Now, what's I had, occurring in it there, isn't necessarily R. There's the cock tease because I know what you can get away with PG-13 because Drag Me to Hell did that and put, put, that pushed the, the boundaries of PG-13 and showed that he could do an Evil Dead type horror movie that's really fucking tense and really gross and you know and, the and tension. Great. there was and an so, R tension, tension yeah. in this movie and that's the word I was looking for Multiverse of Madness just does not go that hard it does not go Drag Me to there's me a couple to scenes hard. a couple yeah. scenes not, not yet. so there's a little bit of a cock tease where you would have the bit like where she's getting trapped in the jagged crystal mirror dimension and shit and then she turns it around on them and they're trying to cover all the reflective surfaces and her fucking hands are coming out. Such an evil dead. So, You're such yeah. an idiot, dude. That is the most evil dead shit I've ever yeah, heard but in that's my what life. I'm talking about is then they do that sort of evil dead shit and then they kind of puss out later on. So it's like... They, what did the I, movie puss there's, out? There, there's a lot of cock teases in there because the, the movie is not as dark by the end as where it it's starts out. It's a fucking at. Disney film, dude. Like, I know, I know. They still have to sell toys and shit hey man, at the end of the day. Hey man, Disney gave us fucking the black hole. Disney gave us fucking something wicked this way comes. Disney's fucked up some, oh, gen- yeah. some kids, and you know? They've learned, they've learned from their mistakes. There is that. This is a Marvel movie, so you kind of expect the whole family to go. So they're going to push it so that the older kids enjoy it. The younger kids, maybe not as much, but definitely. I, I thought even the Doctor Strange zombie, after she zapped him and he was partially like skeletal, uh, even that is How so about burst out of the army of darkness, yeah. dude. It was so army of darkness. You are so oh, no, full well, of shit. I'm like the, the cape. I swear they took they took uh, props from Army of Darkness and put it in there for the cape. They look the same. Wong shot that demon through his head with oh, his yeah. grappling hook. Like, dude, this movie was free. I, I was just... Uh, I, and again, it was two hours. And, like, when they're waiting for America to come at the very end of the movie where they're trapped in that... Which, oh, I was so happy. That fucked up uh, convergence Worse, dimension yeah. where Doctor Strange had done the dark hold with the third eye. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but the way they'd converged were like the... Uh, uh, fucking um, the Brooklyn Bridge is like sideways, but they didn't do the dumb. Full, what was the dream movie? Uh, the Kevin Nolan dream movie? Uh, oh, it's, uh, with, uh, Inception. Uh, 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 Inception. They didn't remember. We were all disappointed in Doctor Strange one because yeah. it was fucking Inception. So much Inception. And they just yeah. reused the same effect, MC Escher the same effect math. over and over again. Yeah. And you're like, this is where's this Doctor Strange? Sling ring, sling ring, sling and ring. This, and, yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, and and energy weapons. That's all we got from Doctor Strange one. Mm-hmm. This movie. They even could have done the stupid uh, Inception stuff in that universe, and instead they didn't do. That was such a gloomy, fucked up. Uh, th- with like the the sand, like just the remember, ocean. I just remember Fryho going, "Is that the Flash running through the city?" Because you would see this yeah, red Flash. Yeah. Uh, but Benedict Cumberbatch's handwork in this one was way better. He did the full like hail devil Satan horn. devil horns <laughs> in all the fucking conjuring. casting shit. Yeah, the the uh, Sam Raimi one hundred. This is another Evil Dead thing where he falls and he. Sees Sees the music notes and then he starts pulling yeah, the and music that, that notes. My, off my girlfriend the hated that. Oh, he thought they were scorning. And I'm like, this is Doctor Strange shit. This is the weirdest. When they're fighting with music, yeah, yeah, I liked it. I loved it. I liked it. it. I I, she didn't care for it, but I liked it. Thought it was awesome. And yeah, and it was like the darker, bassier notes when yeah. Evil Doctor Strange when he was. Dude, are you kidding me, dude? This is the weird shit I signed up for with Doctor Strange. Well, and again, it's Raimi, so it's oh, and, the, okay. the hero I, against the evil. I did version like the fact that they were falling. When they were falling through the different Thank universe. you. Thank yeah. you for pointing it out. <laughs> what? 
It's the Evil Dead. He's fighting the evil version yeah. of himself, oh, yeah, yeah. like oh, yeah. in every Evil Dead movie ever. Mm-hmm. Where he comes, we, we, like, we've been trying to prove this to this asshole. Hold on, hold on. I liked when they're going through the multiverses and you're trying to catch each one. Like I still think one was the Savage Land. Uh, he definitely went through Spider Noir's universe. Uh, I, even the cartoony one was kind of fucking weird. The painting universe the paint was, was weird. weird yeah. uh, I that's what I liked. I want. I don't. I don't need to go in the universe and sit there for ten minutes. Just give me a glimpse and but move on. But even then, the the Illuminati universe one was it was beautiful. They mm-hmm. did a really great job at oh. just making it a weird spun pizza off balls. universe. Wait, wait, wait. Pizza and, balls. and my yeah, favorite my, pizza balls joke. My favorite. They showed Black Bolt uses power and how fucking devastating yeah. it is when he says I'm sorry well, and just fucking disintegrates him. <laughs> well, and, and not just that, but again, getting back to Max point, set up payoff. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to explain what happened to Black Bolt in the against Wanda because you already showed what he would do. Yeah. happened. And it, you, but, know, okay. you didn't have to watch I, eight I, hours of Inhumans I, to get that bit. You know? I, I didn't finish my point. So when he's in that that final fucked up converged universe and they're waiting for uh, America to come rescue them, that's where in the Batman that we watched or in several of these other Marvel movies, you would have had like 15 minutes of disposition between what is Rachel? What is her name? What's his chick's name? Uh, God, what is his? Well, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. What's her character's name? Christine. Christine. Between Christine and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Where he's talking about, you know, I still love you. Oh, and I loved you. Instead, we got like maybe 20 seconds of them talking. Well, and, and, uh, and I'm uh, like, thank you. We uh, got it. Yeah. We got it the whole movie. Yeah. We, th- that's why he's been putting it where he was at her wedding and then he was trying the to talk to her. The whole movie is about him past well, The running yeah. gag is they never work out in any of the universes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. In, a, in another movie, we would have had a 10 minute talk about why. Well, it just seems like in every single universe it doesn't work out. We got it because he explained it along the way. We got it. We don't need this to, you know what I mean? It, it was so effective and it, so that's why it was literally, this was a fucking action movie from start to finish. Bizarre horror slash action movie. Even like when when uh when they're running from Wanda and that big door finally drops and she doesn't break through it and they stop. My wife's like, well, wait, why would they that. stop and talk? And I'm like, because it's a horror movie. That's what you do in a horror movie. Well, wait, You're supposed to stop and look back. Didn't that door say Alamantium? I don't think it said I think it said, there's, I saw it at the Well, it didn't say Alamantium because that's not a thing. I thought we would have talked well, that over the six years we've been podcasting. Well, no, 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 but Adamantium. Oh, Alamantium. Whatever. But I, that's what I, I not that's why I thought. version of the multiverse, let me tell <laughs> okay. you what. In that, right. Okay, I'm sorry. In that multiverse, it may be Alamantium. In the fixed verse, it's Alamantium. Well, I just assumed that's why she couldn't get through that door because the other doors uh, it, were probably sealed. You know what? Maybe it did. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it could. But the fact that they stop and look instead of running to the book of Ashanti and or she whatever, pops out. it's because it's a freaking horror movie. Because it's a horror movie. Well, actually, the, okay, I'm well, surprised so, one of them didn't break a heel and fall well, down. Well, I, okay, so maybe one of y'all can answer this question. The scene when Professor X finds her buried under the rubble. Oh, that was awesome. Was that really her or was that her just fucking with him? No, I think that was no. really her. I, th- I think that I think was that. So that was the last part of her, her humanity trap exactly. under the rubble? See, that's that's the thing. Is like that was fucked through. When she pops up and just snaps his neck, I was like, oh. Yeah. So I rewatched the Avengers and they talk about how in the two days Loki's on Earth. Aren't we doing an Avengers podcast too, dude? Can you keep this straight? Some multiverse of podcasts. Loki had, <laughs> was responsible for the deaths of 80 people in those two days. So I don't understand how Loki gets to have the redemption arc yeah. and that Wanda's irredeemable. But And one of the ways in which they plant the seeds for that is that they, they say repeatedly Darkhold corrupt her. The Darkhold, you, you peered into the abyss, the abyss peered into you and you see that there's still 
still the Wanda that was a heroine that fought Ultron and loved her brother and, and saved the world a bunch of times. Is one of the most powerful heroes, fought fucking Thanos. She's still in there, but the Darkhold has corrupted her. Yeah. It's like, again, like Evil Dead, where you get fucking Love converted it. into a Deadite and it's, you're not really responsible for your actions because you you do not have the ability to fight this off. Once it's con- contaminated you, you're you're a fucking Deadite. She's basically a Deadite. She's Carrie, and it's she's not responsible for her actions, but to the degree that she recognizes that, she con- assumes her own punishment. Um, So there is still Wanda there, and Wanda is not ultimately responsible for this happening, but obviously Wanda had her own fucking problems, and she read the fucking book in the first place. Maybe shouldn't have done that. Very much like that, especially in the series. Um, But I, I do want to mention, too, before I forget, this movie is the movie that it is in part because of COVID. Because Raimi was going to fucking pull a, a fucking uh, Joss Whedon and jump onto this thing in the last minute and try to get it done based on, like, Scott Derrickson's script and some other bits and pieces and stuff. And because of COVID, they were able to say, well, we're not going to film this for a while. Let's you and me sit down and we'll take it from scratch. You know Marvel does previs years in advance. So it was probably a bunch of stuff that they'd already worked out that Raimi didn't have any control over and had to write around. But also being a consummate filmmaker, I assume that there's a lot of stuff in there that he probably managed to put together without relying entirely on Marvel CGI. Like maybe some of the demons from the dark hole and stuff and the, the way they were like the, the, remember when the zombie was fighting the the, the spirits from the dead they were trying to drag him? You know, that kind of shit. Maybe that wasn't like years old CGI stuff, right? But Raimi made this movie more of a Raimi movie thanks to COVID giving him the breather to get that done. And we should probably be thankful for that at least that he had the time to actually make a movie more Raimi-esque. Yeah, I, I just think that, you know how, and I said it earlier, where it's like the, the previs, all the CGI is like Marvel handles that, the directors have no control. You handle the people, we'll do all the CGI. And I just feel like if you put this up to any other movie, maybe Shumagorath or that original rope monster, lava monster yeah. guy might look like some other stuff in these other movies. The rest of this movie, I didn't think looked anything like uh, any of the Marvel movies. I didn't think it looked anything. That like. fucking cape, dude. I, I told Fryho, if, Mar- like if, if Marvel like Legends does a Build-A-Figure, I want that fucking Build-A-Figure. I want that cape with all the hands. And I like the way like the way he uses it like a shield and then he throws them at, at Wanda and they're surrounding Wanda and they create like a cocoon. And they're like, they're like grabbing oh, and, 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 and then Wong puts that orb around her and she reaches out and he's like, she's escaping. And you hear them going, no, you're not. And they're all grabbing her hand. To drag. I was like, fucking great, so dude. evil dead. I won't lie. The first time I saw this movie, loved it. The second time, that two hours go like that. It was so fast because I, I knew what was coming. So so just to, to finish, I left the movie and I like immediately wanted to see it again. Immediately. And, I, and I'm like, I, I want, I know I missed stuff. I saw it within the same week. I saw it on like yeah, Wednesday I, I, and then I saw it I'd love yeah, to go, like tomorrow. If I can catch a show tomorrow, I'd love to go see it tomorrow. And, yeah. I, and again, I know that it doesn't have like the greatest Rotten Tomatoes scores, although who cares? I, I, I think knowing the shit that they jizz over, I've got less and less regard for I, Rotten I don't Tomatoes. I don't give a shit about tomatoes. But, but again, I, I, well, because I, they're, 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 you know, I, I give shit to the fucking Snyder stands all the fucking time. They drive me fucking nuts. But also, there's just legions of fucking Marvel pass givers where everything. Oh, hell, gives, Marvel. Every, everything that fucking gives you the ha ha's. And this movie does not give you the ha ha's like most of the Marvel shit. There's comedy in here, but it's not a funny movie. I mean, I, I want like. I, I yeah. liked when Doctor Strange, when the action starts, he's at the wedding and he goes there and he finishes his martini and he he reaches in and he pulls the cape out as he's jumping out. And it was like, dude, that was such a fucking just like, I, I always imagined Doctor Strange doing like a portal thing where he'll like portal and then he'll portal somewhere else with the with the cape or the cloak on. And just the, the fact of seeing him jump and not fly like Superman, but oh, like glide. Like, yeah, he, they, well, and he's, this ele- is, he's uh, what do you call it? In, uh, not elevating. Levitating. Levitating. Levit- levitating. Yeah. There. I was like, oh, dude, that's so fucking cool. Cool. That's part of why it was so important to me when I heard that Sam Raimi was doing this. I knew it was going to be in good hands because he is a classic '60s Marvel comic book fan. He read the Ditko Lee 
Spider-Man comics, and that was the basis for the movies he made, which is why when they forced Venom on him, shit ran off the rails. Yeah. Same goes for Doctor Strange. He's, he's got the fucking mentality. You can see the influence in his work. You can see in this movie how much fidelity he had to the classic comics, particularly the Ditko stuff. And so I knew that he wasn't going to fuck it up. I didn't know if I was going to love it, but I knew that he was in safe hands, and th- th- there was nothing in this movie that I was like, that's not Doctor Strange. He knew what he was doing. Okay, three things before I forget them. One, I loved that people were not happy with Doctor Strange and how the snap happened. Yeah. Where they were like, are you sure that was the only way to do it? Like, that was the only, the only way was for us to be vanished for five years and we lost all these people. I like that he got some shit from people where he was like, yeah, I, you know, oh, I'm sure you looked at all the different ways. Anyway, um, I like that. Two, lack of energy weapons in this movie because I told you I can't stand the stupid, like, I've got all this limitless magic. Let me make a sword out of it. I'm so dumb with that. Well, Wong. Well, Wong did his thing, but that was okay. Wong keep doing his thing. Uh, the fight scene between Baron Mordo and uh, Stephen Strange was fantastic. Dude, they were kicking each other. If you guys see it again, pay attention to the fight scene. Dude, they kick each other's ass. And I love that Stephen is like, because they learned to fight in Camertage. So they're actually like fighting, fighting. And remember how he had the boots. Baron Mordo had the boots and he actually used the boots. And I'm like, thank you for, you know what I mean? Okay. Hey, but also, the, the reason they didn't have to spend forever on Baron Mordo's uh, character arc, arc yeah. is that it wasn't the Baron Mordo from our universe. Yep. It was, and they okie doked on that too. So I'm like, oh, how are they going to fit rectifying where Baron Mordo's been all these years? It's because it's not his Baron Mordo. And I like that you don't, you don't go, they, they called back to, you don't go on green, you go on red. Yeah. And then it was like, they called that back for Baron Mordo that he was coming after him the whole time. And I loved it when he called him out where he was like, you were probably jealous of me the entire time in this universe. And you framed me with the, you probably gave me the dark hold in order to get rid of me. And it like drove him insane. Dude, I'm telling you, this movie had like fantastic layers to it that I thought Doctor Strange came out of this movie and looked like a badass. Unlike, yeah. I yeah. think Doctor well, that, Strange was it, fantastic. He doesn't have movie. the awkward humor like he had in the first movie. He has that dry, sardonic humor. Well, okay, so which hold is on. more, more, the, the humor part, me of the when, part I liked, this is going to sound yeah. dumb, is when they first meet America Chavez and she's eating the pizza. Who I liked also. And Wong is there and he's talking about going to the wedding. So as he's talking to Wong about the wedding, he's talking about her stomach being from another dimension. And this girl walks up and says, may I take a picture? He's like, no, yes, what? And I was just like, that was so strange right there. Like he's multitasking, but he was like a dick to somebody who just walked up. And can I get a photo? No. Where, you know, all the other movies like Hulk will pose or Ant-Man's like, well, you know, I'm the Ant-Man. I, I like the fact that he almost doesn't want to be a hero. He's just mm-hmm. dealing with all the shit he has to deal with because he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, exactly. That One of the things I like with that sardonic humor in the movie is it reminds me of Doctor Strange from The Defender because he was a dick in The Defenders, yeah. particularly to the Hulk, who he I think in part he was a member of The Defenders just to make sure to corral the Hulk as much as possible. But he was also a total asshole to him. And uh, you had that, that great uh, Giffen Demetrius Maguire miniseries where they oh, were actually yeah, yeah. playing up the humor, but his humor was that kind of humor. So I just felt like that was a better representation of the character. But if you're going to have any humor in it, that's the humor they should have. And I thought they nailed that aspect of it. Uh, and then I, just to, to end on my, because I already you guys told you, I love the shit out of it. Um, I just, I can't get over Doctor Strange's hair. The the jet black shoe polish is so Thor 1 where they like bleached his whole face blonde, including mm-hmm. like his eyebrows right. and stuff. And I see him even a little bit in Avengers. They were kind of getting away from it in Avengers. His hair is so bad in those first two movies. We're just like, the dude's already blonde. Why are you bleaching a blonde guy's hair blonder? <laughs> like, come 
Cleopatra's hair's dark. You don't have to take a airbrush with tar in it and blast his put like the, the you, they cut like a stencil out and like bl- just blast it black. It yeah, his, his so hair ridiculous. was hideous at the wedding, and then you have such relief when it's like and it's like normal. You're like, okay, thank God. Yeah, I, his hair was. I was like grading him. I'm like, we don't we don't need. I thought we learned this lesson. We don't need just mm. like get the dude freaking hair. Like it's yeah. so stupid. Um, anyway, was, so I didn't love the movie as much you guys, which is of course obvious of all things. That's the default state of, of the my multiverse in the universe. There were issues I had with it for starters, like the the representation of uh, Miss America, America Chavez. That's not the character from the comics, and she's basically a MacGuffin running through the movie. I almost feel like it was uh, Rainy doing the Venom thing, where it's like, oh, I have to have this character okay, so I'm going to use her as little as possible. She's going to spend a chunk of the movie in a glass cage, you know. But we'll give her a girl power she was moment. Pretty much in a lot of the movie too, though. Yeah, well, she's in the movie, but she doesn't do a lot aside from well, create her, the, her the story portals. arcs to learn. To I use think her she's power. good, and I think she gets but, along but, with. But Dr. they Strange let her. Really but they well. let her punch out Scarlet Witch, so girl power, yada yada. But that's not the character from the comics, and they 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 do they don't do a lot with her in there. So that, I, I think it was right. Anytime they tried to get into the backstory, like her origin story, or Doctor Strange elaborating upon his romantic troubles and stuff, that would kind of grind things to a halt. But they didn't happen very often, thankfully. Um, I do think it's kind of fucked up that you know Iron Man saves the entire universe and slays Thanos and all of his minions, and Captain America travels through space and time to restore the Infinity Stones, and then he goes off and gets to be uh, with Peggy, uh, and then Black Widow dies in a fucking alternate dimension, you know, largely unmourned, and now Scarlet Witch is actually outright demonized and becomes a bad guy and a figure of loathing. It's like, this is not equal treatment. I liked it because she had such resentment. She lost the love of her life. She had to kill the love of her life. Yeah. She created children. She lost her children, and everyone's telling her, well, that's unnatural, and she's like, fuck you, I don't care. Mm-hmm. She, 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 uh, she was she always a dark, that, compromised that, person. She, yeah, we she see crossed that, that road to hell. Yeah. Like, she, she cared. She, she lost her brother. Yeah. She lost the love of her yeah, life. Yeah. She lost, that's what I'm saying. Dude, she, her arc, if anybody's arc paid off becoming a villain, it's her. It's her. No, 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 she, she and, and absolutely, they absolutely earned They it. absolutely set it up. Next in the level thing in the universe. comic book, she turns to be a bad guy every now and then. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. I But I'm just saying that, honestly, you don't, you do, did we, was this the way we had to go with this? I won't lie. But, but they did, did they did partic- set it up though. I'm not I'm not just I didn't that. particularly care for her in the Avenger movies. I, I, I thought she was kind of boring. I thought she was a boring character. I didn't care. When she became the villain, because again, I thought, oh, they're gonna she's gonna be manipulated. This was or, easily her best performance. Yeah, I, she's gonna be manipulated by like nightmare or some bullshit like that. I'm like, and it's like, no, she has been driven over the edge. She she gives no fucks. She literally tells him, I'm going to kill this child for her power because if my babies get sick, I can find a cure. Go find anywhere. another one in another di- like, dude, she, she's to the point where she will kill anything to achieve her happiness. Doesn't not, care. She, she's not Mama Bear. She's Mama Yaga. Dude, and so I was just like, the more she talked, the more I'm like, she's fucking friend. Because at least Thanos was like, I'm doing this for the greater good. She cared nothing about the greater and, good. And I love that. Did they ever actually call her the Scarlet Witch in any of these movies? Oh, they did. did. They did. They did. I won't be coming for the child. The Scarlet Witch will. I mean, in previous movies. In previous no, in no. WandaVision, she's they reference yeah, it in they WandaVision the, yeah, yeah, because that's because that's what scares the shit out of uh, Agatha Harkness. And I won't lie, like, oh, no, no. Okay, oh no. shit, she's the Scarlet Witch. Oh fuck! Well, right, right. I don't mean like they were. By the way, oh, I, she's the Scarlet Witch. I'm glad and they now kept, they're trying to say it's something bad. Uh, right? They set it up. No, they set it up okay. in WandaVision. But okay, next to that, I like that they gave her the blackened figures, fingers, fingers, because that's some serious shit. That was like, oh fuck! The, okay, so anybody who touched the dark, fucking necrotic. Yeah, I went and rewatched WandaVision before the movie. Why? I'm sorry. Just to kind of no, 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 that's rough. That show 
show pays off ten times. Oh sure. Well, after and, you and, watch and, the movie, and, and, and you honestly, go back and watch yeah, it. I'm sure it does. Yeah, I, sure. I, and I think that's part of the problem that these reviewers are having is I don't think they all watched WandaVision. And it's a little fucked. If you don't watch WandaVision, you are going to lose a lot in this movie because it's not going to make yeah, sense all the of a sudden. Kids, the kid part. Where the fuck are these kids coming from? Yeah. And yeah, they you, they're, once you start realizing she created them mentally, they, yeah. They, it, it, if the whole thing instead of the kids would have been getting Vision back, yeah, everybody probably would have got it. Yeah. it it's a reverse Agents of Shield where you kept waiting on shit to be be paid off in Agents of Shield or to build out of Agents of Shield and nothing ever it was just this fucking bottle that nothing ever came out of where like you need to this is a this is a Marvel Universe event and you need to read the prequel miniseries to understand the fucking event well but let's face it uh, it'll be the same thing for Captain America 4 or whatever right yeah um, yeah, how the fuck this guy came out well unless you're like no Steve gave Sam the shield at the end right so the thing that also got me was the fact that in our universe she created or that 616 she created her children in another universe she had the children and another she didn't so i almost thought there was going to be kind of like the spider-man multiverse one where she's going to go and steal children from other universes to like replace sick like dude you could go so dark with this uh, another thing they said where, where they talk about when you're dreaming you're actually dreaming of multiverses and, and uh Wong. america's like i don't dream yeah but i love that she was just like i know they're out there because i dream about them and it's just like oh that's so creepy I dream about it's America like a night. nightmare on elm street layer there's just yeah. like, and i love like Wong where he's like so when I'm running naked being chased by a clown well that's happening in the universe somewhere somewhere in the multiverse yeah. that's happening so I mean dude that was uh, the movie's so good dude well and that's actually one of the things that's giving me hope because you know I hate this fucking multiverse shit I fucking fucking hate it but I think that we're building towards Secret Wars and I think part of the point of Secret Wars is to reintegrate the Marvel Universe make sure that the mutants are part of the new Marvel Universe that comes yeah, out of Secret Wars sense. and they're, they're gonna blow all this shit up I just love I think the fact gonna, I think they realize that by the time we get to Secret Wars we're gonna be sick of this fucking shit how are we building the Secret Wars I don't understand well, because of all the multiversal incursions, they've already set up that when one universe incurs or into I, here's where I get a little confused. One of them destroyed. I get a little f- confused. I thought we were building up to Kang with the TVA. Well, I think that Kang is going to replace Doctor Doom in Secret Wars. Oh, okay, yeah. not the Beyonder. Yeah, well, I mean, the Beyonder might be in the mix too, but I think that Kang. You know how how the story centers on Doctor Doom in Secret yeah. Wars. Yeah. In both versions of Secret Wars, and I think that they're going to use Kang instead because they're going to save Doctor Doom for something else. Like, down okay, we're going two, two, two. Yeah, I'm not interested so two in this. Yeah. I, did y'all catch? Whenever they're jumping through the portals when they pass the Living Tribunal, no, no. I missed the. That's tribunal. the first universe. I, I know that's your boy. The, so yeah, the Living Tribunal sitting. As soon as I'm like, oh, the Living Tribunal. I got to see it again and watch the Living Tribunal. And number two, they need to do Contest of Champions. Okay, that was always one of my favorites too. No, they don't. The, no, they don't. I, don't I don't know if needs the word I would use, but well, I'm well, game well, for it. Okay, you describe the plot in 30 seconds of what Contest of Champions is, and then you should, by the end of it, realize why you don't want to see it. Go. It's Secret Wars Part One or Pre Secret Wars. It's the first Secret Wars. Right. Explain the plot. What happens in Contest the Game Master and, and was it Death or doesn't matter character? doesn't matter keep going but what what happens in Contest Champion you get two groups of characters and they fight to the okay. death what fucking character you want to see the Eternals fight fucking Captain they're, Marvel they're getting a sight they're getting you, a sequel. you realize Hulk, Hulk is gone we're not we're gonna get Hulk and She Hulk a little bit uh maybe you'll have Thor I, I don't want to watch any of these characters left fight anymore Sabra it, it's not Iron Man and Captain America those Shamrock. characters are not here anymore you have to remember we don't have those characters anymore it's gonna be uh, El Peregrine or La Peregrine it's it's going to be uh, Jon Snow is going to fight uh, Blade, uh, whoever they come up to be new Where's Spider-Man or whatever. No, like it's you're, you're, don't they still have to? You, do... you have to remember all of the characters you like are gone. There's a gone, uh, dude. They're not gone. Marvel has tons of characters that nice. Way I know. Them. I saw Eternals, bro. I saw the characters. I saw them. They have more than the Eternals. Well, uh, who? Where are they at? That's where Guardians you gone. Guardians That's when you introduce them. That's Guardians when you is done. Them. I, I, I saw Pip the Troll show up. I saw Ooh. Star Fox show up. Boy, that, that was that was bad. 
right? Not, not ready. Actually, that was the only good part of that movie for me. Oh, God, no. Oh, oh my that, God, To no. me, it was depressing. Where I'm like, man, they can throw this whole movie in the trash whenever we see it again. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Unless they Thanos it, where the Thanos we saw in Avengers 1 is not actually a Thanos. 30, 30 second review of Eternals. Uh, can I just be silent for 30 <laughs> seconds? Because that's basically what happened. Yeah. It's just a bunch, just a bunch of boring nonsense. Mm-hmm. That actually, the only part I liked was a Celestial. I liked looking at a Celestial. I wanted to see a Celestial in a movie. Okay, uh, cool. The fucking sex scene. What was that about? What was that? That was so fucking. That was two action figures being rubbed up against each other. You yeah, know, that was I, horrible. It was just. I thought the villain was really shitty. That was the most yeah. sexless scene. Like it made no sense. Like oh, he he's absorbing Nothing their powers. Nothing about the mates. Why are they fucking robots? Why do you why how do robots rebel? Yeah, it was like a Westworld. Why do they fuck? Why do robots fuck? Oh no, they, well, they was, don't that was really a bad fuck. Movie. That was, I, yeah, that was, I, oh, I've my seen God. it twice. Once by myself. Once with my mother and another family member. And um, were even you then, hammering they were, nails into they were your fucking all, toe they were, they while you were watching? Like, Why did you do that twice? Yeah, it was it was just needs to just be just go away. Like the movie, it needs to go away. You think they'll make a sequel to it? It's definitely going to tie into shit because they said a bunch of shit. Is it? They'll tie some of that shit. I think they don't have to. No, I think that they're going to. I think the Celestials are going to be tied up into all that Secret Wars bullshit. They're going to do that. If nothing else, they may drop the fucking Eternals characters, but the Celestials are going to get involved. That's fine. Now the only question I had from the Celestial movie was so now in the Marvel universe, which that's supposed to be six one six, correct? Yeah, the Eternals in the six one six. Yeah. So is there a giant? Excellent opportunity for Marvel to pretend it's not, though. Good for giving them the idea. No, that's just another oh, multiverse. multiverse. I forgot Something that the, the Earth was incubating an eternal or a, a so a you have an eternal like uh, reaching out of the ocean that's frozen. I was like, is that going to be in like future Marvel movies? Like, I had already blocked the whole end of that mm-hmm. movie. It was just really? so horrible, so dumb. Yeah. I, I, anyway, I agree. guys, go watch Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. I, I heard the box office dropped the second week. I don't want to hear that. Really? Yeah, I don't want that to happen. But how much is it made so far? I don't know. I don't really care. It needs it, to make a lot more than the Eternals, though. It, you know, I oh, it will. Already. Yeah. I think it made. I think the first weekend was huge for it. Oh yeah. Huge. Oh yeah. Dude, every show and I, I went to been sold out. By the way, and I'm going to go back because I want to see it opening weekend. I did not want to see it in the pack theater. I did not want to see it far left of center and all this bullshit. And I really wanted to see it in 3D because I was curious. So I accidentally booked like a theater that was so fucking large that it was like I, I was in the multiverse too. I was in another universe trying to watch a movie in that universe and watching it in 3D. I was so fucking far away is literally like watching 3D on your fucking phone. However, it was some of the best 3D I've ever seen. Oh, really? Um, Because usually when I'm watching a 3D movie after about 15 minutes or so, it just fades in the background. Yeah. I don't even notice anymore. Almost the entirety of this movie, I had the sense of depth perception. And it might have been because I was a fucking mile away from the screen. I don't know. It was just all about the distance. But I, I, I could see, it was like looking at a picture box or something. It was like looking at marionettes, you know, yeah. but they were 3D marionettes. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it was really incredible looking and I'd like to see that again much closer to the screen so I I, I, I re-listened to our podcast I never did watch the original Doctor Strange in the theater again but I am going to see this one again if only for the 3D I was very I, impressed I, I, in my showing you, you better go see it fast because they'll take them out of 3D quicker than, oh yeah they do yes okay. the, it'll get out of those 3D screens before it goes to I'll, I'll get it to yeah, quickly yeah the next big movie which will be what well they, uh, they really don't regard 3D anymore remember Lost 3D World. used to be a big deal and now it's like it way in the well, fucking back and they don't you know they don't have nearly well as let's be honest the new Avatar movie that's going to be their fucking selling point did you see that trailer? It was garbage. I don't even the fucking I, I subtitle for, I was forgot, stupid. I forgot about that film, and then they saw it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Look, I, it, yeah, it's so Doctor Strange is like five hundred. It says they, at least the headline of this article, which I have not read. There could be a caveat here. It says the biggest drop in MCU history from week one to week two. Yeah, like but it also did Bafo figures the first week. So yeah, I think it made like three fifty the first week or something like that. But well, it was like we went to that convention, that little baby convention Globally. out in Katy, and they had the costume contest, and he had Doctor Strange in an awesome costume, and then he had some guy 
guy in one of those printed Spider-Man costumes you can pick up Underoos. online. The yeah, Underoos, essentially. And they Spider-Man won because although, Spider-Man. Although, dude, I, I went on Friday and the theater was packed. I think they sold the entire theater out on Friday. Yeah. So I don't know why it dropped. That seems weird to me. Well, it just did so well, too. There's a long, there's a lot of, it, it, it had the set for the second biggest opening in the COVID era, you know? So it's like, well, yeah, you have a far ways to fall. Everybody sees it opening weekend, dumbasses. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, so yeah, I was, I was, uh, I, I liked it a lot. I was very, very happy yeah. with it. Do I like it more than Black Widow? If we're going to talk like post, I'm going to say no. Movies, I'm going to say hard. no. That's, that's- no, I liked Black Widow a lot, and I and I got new things out of Black Widow that I didn't expect. Where with Doctor Strange, I liked aspects of it, but there was still some drag. I do, I, I could have shaved about fifteen minutes off of it, the, and and the, I, and it wasn't it wasn't as hardcore as I had hoped based on the reactions it was getting. There was issues I had with the movie, but I still had way less issues with this one than I had with the first Doctor Strange. Oh, this one was way better. Than I the probably first, oh, yeah. enjoyed it and will enjoy it on repeat viewings more than I did the original. I Doctor would Strange. definitely watch this movie, and more, uh, um, and maybe maybe it'll win me time. over. In, in on television, but I just I I have a strong affection. I go see it in 3D and now. I have a, and I have a strong defensive posture because so many fucking people hate Black Widow and put it as like the I worst. Don't, movie I don't get that at all. Four. Yeah, oh, people uh, people are fucking kill that movie. Yeah, uh, yes. hateful. They're hateful toward that movie. So I'm kind of defensive about Black Widow. But, but I will also, say I fucking love Elena too. I love when she was great. in Hawkeye. That's why that's why I can't say that I liked uh, Moon Knight better than Hawkeye because Elena was in yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah, she was, and Elena she's was awesome in that. So yeah. Um, the the problem with the Black Widow, the end scene where they're falling out of the it is really bad okay. but I told I, but, see, I didn't see it in 3D you told me but in 3D, 3D it was amazing yeah. but not in 3D the CGI is terrible yeah. it's like really really bad um, yeah like uh, I don't know according to Rotten Tomatoes I know we're talking about but as the litmus of these comic book movies um, it's way higher than Doctor Strange yeah well but also don't forget the misogynist so they, it, they, they may be I'm, just no, I'm louder saying I'm saying it's higher than Doctor Strange like, I know what I'm saying is that I hear a lot of hate online oh the hate you hear but is it might be all the misogynists yeah, like, going audience scores 91% to mom 79. Doctor Strange was at like 74 or 85 or something yeah. like that. Like, it, Well, I want Remy to do another one. I, 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 I would really like... I do. I hope he does another... Well, he said he's interested. Oh, in that's the fucking Spider-Man. thing we forgot. Uh, I'm not into... If that's supposed to be Clea, I'm not into it. Oh, really? I already, I'm said, into it. I already said that Amanda Seyfried is my dream cast for Clea. She's got that kind of ethereal, otherworldly vibe. If she's too young, it's too bad that Tilda Swinton was already cast erroneously as the ancient one because she could have been a good Clea. But not Charlize Theron. That's just yeah. not I'm the right casting. And there. also, I'm a really... I hated that stinger. I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to go... Uh, I wanted to bang... I, I uh, want to see yeah. what the fucking third eye is. Like, is he going I, I'm curious or? about that, too. Because well, he did that with the eye of Agamotto, so it's not like they just pulled that other asshole stuff. But I don't think the eye of Agamotto exists because one that where the time stone was. So it's, I, I'm cool with the third I, eye. I'll tell you why I'm excited for Klee. Because that means we may actually tell some Doctor Strange stories as opposed to doing interconnective... Sure, but and this going to happen. But the, and I mean, wait, this is what's going to happen. She's going to take them to another universe and it's the Fast Fast and the Furious universe. <laughs> and she's going to take off her costume and say, this is mi familia. And Vin Diesel's going to come into the Marvel universe. Vin Diesel's, no, Vin Diesel's actually Doctor Strange in that universe. <laughs> and the yeah. No, he's brother uh, voodoo. Yeah, I don't introduce Clea in a fucking stinger. And But but I will say this, there one of the things I did worry about has happened. We are dealing with Doctor Infinity, your friendly neighborhood Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, he mostly exists as a guy who does stuff for other characters and he doesn't entirely, nobody trusts him to do his own stories and his own uh, movies and that's a, that's a shame but this at least felt like a Doctor Strange story even if it was dealing with a bunch of MCU shit at least I, I think Raimi managed to put enough Doctor Strange flavor in there
there. And frankly, there aren't a ton of iconic Doctor Strange stories to adapt anyway. So I don't really sweat that. No, I, me, that's why I was so three focused on Give me one more. Yeah, but I do want to oh, th- complete the set though, yes. Let, go to the Dark Dimension. Give us some uh, mindless ones. Give us a Dormammu. And Mordo. G- and g- g- go ahead and go give the full silver dagger with Mordo. Yeah, I, if it's the last Doctor Strange movie, at least give us a proper Doctor Strange movie. But I'd really, I'd like to see Sam Raimi do it. Go see it, people. It's awesome. Two quick things that I missed talking about on the recording. One was in Humans, such a corny show. Peak slowed down covers. Uh, they did a Soundgarden cover in particular that was just ridiculous. But every single episode seemed to have one of those prime for trailer down tempo covers. But also the whole uh, separating the individual in humans to learn life lessons from Hawaiians. So weird in the age of peak TV to have a show that's trying to be a movie with all that IMAX bullshit shit and it doesn't even feel like it's contemporary for television 20 30 year old throwback and this will be a fairly controversial statement as well i was disappointed when i saw army of darkness i thought that it pushed out my favorite movie of that franchise evil dead 2 and army of darkness seemed like a more mainstream watered down version of that material so if you wanted to call multiverse of madness army of darkness 2 i think that's a closer statement not fucking evil dead 4 so our permanent marvelite maximus followers include Alpha Rollison, Andrew McAvoy, Brana Benetone, C. Himpler, Cabra Sini, Voodoo Junkie Hit Woman, Caroline Young, Comicsville, Comics Age, David Schwartz, Alina Cope, Film Icons TV Legends, Freddie Atkins, Hambones Comic Rescue, History of Bad Ideas, Honorable Justin, Juana Haggerty, Lemore, McDuffie, Mike at Reanimike, Randy Caldwell, I'm assuming this is an alternate at, Red House Comic, Ron Williams, Rosemary. Maria Sefsik, Socks Fan 2021, Strength Squared, Superbound, This One Is For You, and Vanita Martsoff. Keepers of the Favorites Flame include Adam Blackmoon, BT, Canoes, Dear Watchers, a Comics Omniverse podcast, expanded scope there sounds like, Del Dracula, Doc Strange, El Collectionista de Comics, Gregory Litchfield, Hello Berlin, Hits Toy Bunker, Irena Novo Music Promotion, J Music Promotion Agent A&R, Jenna Reagan, John at Mary with Comics Podcasts, Kaylee Green 268, MM Beats, MB, Masanori Ninomiya, Mike Send Aliens to Me, Nick Spence, Moose the Hobo with High Kick Matson, Roger Preeb, Salacious Rum, Scott X, Shanna Banana, Shinji 70, Siskoid, Sox Fan 2021, Star Child Comics, Stop Let's Team Up, a comic podcast, Titino Bray 74, and Xenozoic Xenophiles. Retweet frantic ones include CH, Lawrence St. John, Relatively Geeky Podcast Network, Talk Nerdy to Me, Thunder Bolt Media and Tim Price, the Pod Crasher. Among the enough sayers are Martin Gray speaking on the British reprint cover used for last episode's album art. I might have a letter in that UK Marvel book. Randy Caldwell. I have not decided if I like the Eternals because it was not following the Marvel formula, or if it is because I am a contrarian. I have never particularly cared about the characters outside of appearances in the Avengers, and I quit before the Jacket era started. Canoes. I am of the same opinion, mate. I can't quite make my mind up. However, I have no inclination to watch it again. Still haven't watched Nomadland yet. Sounds interesting. Sean McLaughlin. Full of actors I like. I love Nomadland. I pulled the ripcord after 15 minutes. Wise decision. Finally, Chris Dunford uh, sent us a copy of the Mary Marvel Marching Society membership card as signed by Ben Grimm. I'll put that up on the blog. <laughs> 
Mystery Marvel Marching Society, 21st Century Boys, AIM Collectibles, AJ Shadow, Dr. Ange, Anthony, Cut the Shit Tony, Billy Hines, Cap Marvelite, Kelso Ventura, Chris Lydon, Dirk Ashton, Ed Moore, Eugene R. Hendricks, Voice Actor Home Studio, The Hammer Strikes, Random Geeky Stuff, History of Comics on Film, Oakling, Hashtag Get Vaxxed, Hashtag Wear a Mask, Hashtag BLM, <clears throat> Iowa's Joe Is, Jason Snicked Venable, Jeffrey Brown, They, Them, Jerry Hyde, Keith G. Baker, King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun Podcast, Lizanne, Ald- Lizanne Oswalt, Marvel Universe Online Project, Randy Caldwell, Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast, Richard Field, Sean McLaughlin, Too Dangerous, and Weird Warriors Podcast. The Marvel Superheroes Podcast is in no way affiliated with or endorsed by Marvel Entertainment. All characters mentioned and audio clips employed are believed covered under fair use, with no infringement intended against their copyright holders. The views expressed in this podcast are assumed legitimate, truthful, and solely possessed by the speaker. Real quick, go see The Northman. Great movie. The what? The Northman. Northman. Northman, never heard of it. Alexander Sarsgaard. And the guy who directed God The Witch. And Anya Taylor-Joy. Did it come out lately? She's huh? weird. She's kind of creepy looking. She is kind of creepy looking. Yeah. But I like it. I'm not not so much into it. Yeah, I'm kind of into it. Too, too, too weird stick figure thing going on there. Too much. She's she's too much like the girl from uh, Nightmare uh, Before Christmas. Or, yeah, or yeah, The Corpse yeah. Bride. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Not yeah, into yeah. it. No, I'm into it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>